Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is level 253. Joining me tonight is Kushmoos. Hello. Big L. That's a lot of levels. And Matechart. Hello. This has been a lot of levels. It might as well be a, um, a Mario Maker game. Hmm. Wow. I don't know. That was the first Mario to pop in my head. That's a game with a lot of levels. User-made you know, levels. And I also don't really, we have user-made I also don't levels. really know where my brain went for that. You're just trying to quickly think of a game with a lot of levels. I, don't worry. It's all good. Thought levels, Mario, and Mario Maker is clearly the best Mario game that's ever created, so... Well, you know, no one mentioned it. Take it from me. I've played them all. No one mentioned it because it's it's us, but um, Mar- a, a game in the style of Mario Maker actually probably would have been a pretty good answer for this week's discussion question. Huh. I don't see that one, but I'll take it. No, I'm word. saying it, it would have been a, a, a <laughs> but, good, like, well, let's, I mean, I'll go ahead and say what the discussion question is, if it's all the same. Um, so this okay. week's question comes from Vulgar Latin, and he asked, what modern movie or TV show would you like to see get the licensed game treatment? And what I was saying is actually some kind of license in the style of a Mario Maker where you can make a whole bunch of levels based on that license might have been a good answer, but nobody went that path, and that's just because we wouldn't think of a Mario Maker game. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying they should make a game based on that hit movie, Super Mario Brothers. That's, I mean, that would be a really great idea. Yeah. Let's like, um, <laughs> that, that seems like a good idea. Yeah, I bet it would sell like a trillion copies. It probably yeah. would, especially over like forty years or something. But anyway, I'll go ahead and start. I'll read off the first res- patron response, which comes from Scaravase, <laughs> however, however it is that he wants to pronounce that. Oh, God. <laughs> he says, that show, Arcane, seems like it would make a great video game. He'd also like to see a Hogwarts Legacy-style Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts adaptation. So, I'm a... Assuming Arcane is that um, uh, League of Legends anime on Netflix? Yes. So it's already kind of a video game? Yeah, that was the joke. Okay. I, I just read what was copied. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sure. Yeah, I think, I, I think you missed an emoticon or something. But yeah. I, uh, yeah, I didn't see yeah. no emoji. So I'm like, did I miss the joke? Yeah, yeah. Or do I need more coffee or what? <laughs> gotcha. But yes, a Hogwarts Legacy Fantastic Beasts, that would be great. That would actually make for a good DLC, I would think. I really enjoyed the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie. Yes, please. <laughs> need more bow trickles in my life. What? I like the, the first movie of the Fantastic Beasts trilogy. I fell asleep during the second one. Don't start a movie like that at eleven o'clock at night. Terrible idea. There and are I went nifflers. to the theater to start the thir- to see the third, and I was so lost in that movie. There are nifflers in Hogwarts Legacy. Just say no. Hmm. Yeah. Just would appreciate that. There's what? If she will continue playing that game. Look, yeah, it's, oh. it would take too long to get you caught up, L. There's like it's books like, and movies and would. stuff. There's like 11 movies you got to watch. 
And considering how long really? it's taking you get through the MCU, you'll probably see them by like 2030 or something. Oh, that's like Harry Potter thing. That's a piece. Yeah, just watch. Yeah, watch it. Uh, watch it when they remake Harry Potter on mm-hmm. HBO or whatever. Yeah, you can watch it better. Okay. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Stupidest name for a streaming service. Ugh. You'll remember it though. Second response. <laughs> Second response from uh, comes from Vulgar Latin, who says it's a shame that the MCU is only only represented in the Lego movies. I would love more of those. Also, Arrow could make for a good video game, and I will just say he stole my answer. Arrow was the first thing that came to mind. I was deeply, deeply hoping that when um. Rocksteady was on that big long break and we, we knew that they were working on something but we didn't know what they were working on it was an arrow game because I feel like a green arrow game would work so well with that Arkham combat he's not too powerful but he's he's just he's Batman both bow and arrow and less smarts like it would work perfectly but instead we're getting that stupid Justice League game or Suicide Squad game not Justice League which Along the same lines is my answer. I want a good Justice League game. I would love to have a good Justice League game. Nope, Something sorry. to really be able to show all the different, uh, all the different powers of the diff- of the different heroes in the league. Either that, or I think Power Rangers would also work really well as in like the Batman Arkham combat style. All all of the pieces are there. And, like, it's Power Rangers. It doesn't need to have a good story. It just has to have that good fighting style. Throw in some swords. Give me some mech action. Oh, there you go. That would be perfect. As long as I can turn off the putty sounds. uh, Yeah. (laughs) As long as I can turn that off. uh, Maybe. (laughs) And I just thought of a new ringtone for me. (laughs) Oh, Completely Come creep out on. everyone in the store for when it goes off. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate, how about you sure. go next? Sure. I will read what Chesno said. He said, I hear uh, there is this indie kids show called Paw Patrol that might make a good video kids game. <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> it make a horrible game. It could. It should make a good game. But, it, but no. It makes several bad games. My actual answer is an Avatar-themed real-time strategy game. The human faction versus the Navi. Uh, I think a good game is made by the Command and Conquer devs. Oh, that that Avatar. I think he means the Navy. No, not not good Avatar. No, he means the blue Avatars. Yeah, the Navi. Yeah. Oh, tell the why. Hey, listen. Oh, Avatar. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The bad Avatar, not the good Avatar. Oh, Avatar. Well, they did make they did make a game for that. Listen, yes. The first RTS would work well with that. Yeah. Well, listen, here's what Hawkeye (laughs) says. says, give me a GTA-style game in the Futurama universe with Bender as the main character. Oh, that's fascinating. I'll have what he's having. (laughs) Yeah. What are you talking about? I have no idea how that would work, but that's fascinating. I'd be bad to the bone. Well, Bender um, has the lack of empathy what I would like, you know, about this. everything to uh, just go around and and do the sort of typical GTA thing. So 
that's a fat like mm-hmm. i think that the gta games work to some degree because eventually you're rooting for the protagonist like even though you're able as the player character to do all these terrible things but bender he's not a good guy right so i think that would be really interesting actually i mean it worked for simpsons mm-hmm. <laughs> bender was right. in the simpsons um so uh, my answer would be um uh all the recent uh pixar movies you know um oh i guess of the most recent ones if we, if we have to go with more recent i should say more recent not most recent mm-hmm. uh Encanto would be pretty cool uh number one it's got uh, a killer soundtrack nothing but bangers straight through as they oh, say take your word for it god <laughs> and everyone in that family has a special power Almost. So that would be pretty cool for switching through characters. Well, that sounds like it would work. Yeah. So I, I think that would that would be a, a good fit for sure. So it's I know be nothing Kanto. about that movie. Um, <laughs> Oliver's well, too young. Oliver's too young to watch it. He doesn't sit down and watch movies like that. So okay. I have yet to see him, and I could not care less about it. So I'm not going to sit down by myself and watch it. Well, one day, one day. I know all my friends that have kids; they've all been obsessed with it at one point or another. That and um, uh, Moana. Moana's really good. That's that's the first one I wanted. That's a different age group. Moana's already old. Yeah, so I was actually at a uh, Memorial Day uh, brunch, and it was also a four-year-old birthday party, and she is obsessed with Encanto, so she had Encanto. Everything, party favors, and they had a pinata. And I was telling them how I fell asleep when I watched that movie. I thought it was boring. And they were calling, and then they said, no, you're boring. And then the whole rest of the party, they're saying, boring, boring, pointing at me. <laughs> and they were very mean to me. But I told you them. You are definitely in the minority of people who, of the, with that opinion of that movie. I told them they have to watch the Superior Vivo, which is on Netflix. That's a much better one. Ninman one more represent. Yes. Way superior. I have no idea what that so is. So wrong. That's okay. So wrong. Have you Couldn't heard of wrong. Hamilton? Yes. I have heard of Hamilton. Oh, I'm glad you have me. Do I've they, heard of it. Never watched it. Do they have like bootleg Broadway in Maryland? And then they have like. Oh, uh, Broadway? Yeah. Old For Bay, that reason, I'm out. Old Bay Truck Theater. Oh. Yeah, we have a we have our performing arts theater. A theater. Yeah, we got the Hippodrome. Yeah, the Hippodrome. The who? Hippity dippity. It's our Broadway. Yeah. Center place. Arts. All that stuff's. Okay. How about you, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> all right, first up I have Philip Wendell's response, uh, which was something in the breaking bag universe would be fun. An empire building game, maybe. So yeah, possibly. I guess. Um, and then Northern Lass says, I would like a Mandalorian tie-in game with similar gameplay to Jedi Fallen Order. So this yes. is sort of similar to the Fantastic Beasts suggestion where it's more an extension of something that we already have that we know is working. Um, and I, I think plenty of people would agree with Mandalorian content in the Fallen Order sphere. I didn't hear Nate respond 100%. right away, but I'm sure he's uh, Harry Potter- just dreaming about it. <laughs> A Harry Potter and a Star Wars game in the same year? <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> um, so as for myself, I really struggled with this question because I don't 
really watch any TV or movies. Mm. So I drew a complete blank as to an answer. The only thing I can think of is that I tend to watch um, stuff that I don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to. So I'll watch sports, but we have sports games, so that doesn't need to be licensed. But I'll watch things like cooking competition shows <laughs> because I don't need to pay any attention <laughs> and I can watch the five <laughs> minutes every 30 minutes that matters and that's enough. So there's there's a, a show that I think would be fun to see in the context of a video game called Crime Scene Kitchen. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it and I don't think many people mm-hmm. would be. But the whole idea no, Yeah, the whole idea is that in in the game show the these uh, pairs of chefs go in or bakers go in and they examine a kitchen and from what they get from the kitchen they try to figure out what kind of dessert was baked and then they go ahead and bake it and it gets judged and i think something like that could work because you could develop these scenes and players can go in and learn different things and try to see if they can figure it out and then you can use some sort of overcooked style gameplay to actually make the thing and then have it be judged so that might be fun Hmm. and a little different but interesting that was the best i could come up with See, I was That's hoping you were going to say, uh, is it cake? <laughs> I'm not familiar with oh, it. Oh, wait. God. Is it cake? Yes. That would be, <laughs> that would be fine, too. Yeah. It just took me a second to remember uh, the that franchise. But yeah, anything in is that it cake? nature or like nailed it where you kind of intentionally go out of your way to make the worst version of the thing that they nailed have you it. make. Um, and because these sorts of things would be mini game style they could easily be built into some sort of party game format where you could just kind of jump in jump out and play them pretty briefly <laughs> i feel like nailed it could work as like a uh like the jackbox game right where everyone has to like try to copy whatever picture whatever right you get to see the or picture like the great british bake-off where you oh go ahead you have to you have to avoid the uh you have to avoid the uh the color commentary that comes around just make jokes like because uh, they waste your time <laughs> uh, and maybe you could like inflict them upon other contestants. Sure. <laughs> sure. And any any of that sort okay. of stuff where it's, you know, obviously you're not cooking, but the hook is in some kind of gameplay thing where you're trying to beat your opponents by uh, right distraction or, you know, showering them with glitter. So they have to figure out what to do with that. Whatever works at the time. <laughs> That's interesting. I like that. And Philip Wendell, if you want some a game like Breaking Bad and you know drug lord type empire building game, check out Empire of Sin. I know I talked about that like forever ago. It's on Game Pass and it's very much up in that alley. It's strategy management turn based game, so it's like XCOM, but also you have to manage a crime syndicate. See, I was imagining it as a as a match three. Uh, is how I was imagining Breaking Bad, but. <laughs> Maybe not. Match the meth. Like, yeah, match the meth. Match the blue meth with the uh, not blue meth. And yeah. Meth game 1973. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, what about you? What would VR answer be? We need more game show video games. Oh. <laughs> like one verse 100? No, like good ones. Like, uh. How dare you? Price is right. No, <laughs> we need to have like. I just felt obliged to mention one verse one hundred. We need to have like Bob's Burgers and Archer combine forces to make a game because it's got the same guy, and uh, <laughs> maybe like 
Lego Euphoria or something like that. That'd be awesome. I think that'd be very good. The HBO show? What? The HBO show Euphoria? (laughs) Yes. I mean, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Archer could be like Deadpool. Interesting. Well, Deadpool game, but Archer. Yeah. When uh, Volger asked me the question, my immediate thought was actually Mandalorian also. I said that to him in chat. And because we're a little late to the party, but we're watching the new season now. And it's just fascinating. Like years ago, it would be a no brainer. Like it should be a no brainer now. It would sell, it would definitely sell. Uh huh. Like if a parent walked in to buy a system and saw that, they'd probably buy it. Like I don't understand why that doesn't exist in some, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to exist. I think the biggest culprit for that stuff was like, if you wind up with like a Game Boy Advance or a DS, you will get a ridiculous <laughs> amount of nonsense. Like you'll get a Little Mermaid game. You'll have a, just so much movie tie-ins, mm-hmm. and they were meant for kids. They didn't have to be great. I guess we'd expect something good from Mandalorian, but didn't THQ just get like bought out by somebody like a year or two ago or something like that? So, like, theoretically, all these, like, movie tie-in or show tie-in games could still exist. I have a hard time keeping all that straight. Because THQ, I think, went bankrupt and then was liquidated and its properties were bought by different entities. But one of those entities has, like, reformulated THQ, I believe. So, I don't know if they have the the licenses to those those things. Like... THQ, as you knew it, the way you're referring to it, like went went down like ten years ago. So I, I don't know that those licenses still exist with the current THQ that you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not. I'm just thinking of like something new. Yeah, I just looked on the wiki and it went to bankruptcy in 2012, and now it's THQ Nordic in 2016. Yeah, I saw recently uh, that's right. Endeavor Group. That's who owns it. I remember that now. I saw recently that they're coming out with, uh, what was it, Nate? In, uh, Inspector Gadget Party Game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, like, if they could come out with this. <laughs> like, I and watched Inspector one. Gadget growing up. And I know there was a Matthew Broderick, right, movie? But that was so long ago. Like, is, how is this relevant? But there's no Mandalorian. Yeah. I just don't get it. Well... Anyway, I imagine yeah, the I Inspector agree. Gadget license is significantly cheaper to purchase and develop with than the Mandalorian licenses, and there may be some element of that at play, because those Disney Afternoon games, like, back in the day, were developed, like, by Disney for a while, so, like, they, they had their own arm that did this stuff, now companies have to, like, I suppose, bid on licenses, and if they're already making stuff with their own IPs, that doesn't seem an attractive option, and the rights holders make plenty of money without having to develop a video game and incurring all the costs of building a studio and getting the people. So there, there's probably economic reasons why these these tie-in licenses don't really happen anymore. Yeah, but at the same time, like... I don't know. You make a know. Mando game, literally everyone's going to buy it. Exactly. You make a Inspector Gadget game, four people are going to buy it? Yeah, you're better off with the, just a regular IP than having Inspector Gadget. A brand new IP. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what motivates this know. sort of stuff, for sure. It's, I, I'm sure that 
that that that's part of the consideration though is obviously mandalorian is hugely successful and i'm sure they look at how other uh, other games in that same licensing sphere do and then determine where they think these things will work but developing a game is expensive it's a lot of work you can't just release sort of a copy and paste platformer version of a licensed game anymore so and expect a whole lot of success right that that happens but these these are games that are really more pocketed if if you're releasing a mandalorian game it's going to have to be a triple a quality you know top tier developed game based on what people are saying they would expect right they could develop something different but i don't know that that would be a big success for them yeah there's some truth to that i guess this is all conjecture we we obviously don't know but now I really do want to know how much did they spend on getting a license for Inspector Gadget? <laughs> the most recent TV series for <laughs> Inspector Gadget was 2015. What? That's newer than <laughs> I thought. Seems like, <laughs> seems like eight years. Yeah. It was on Netflix, apparently. I didn't oh. even know that. That's at Houses. least like seven years newer than what I would have guessed. Dino Man. Indeed. Mr. Dino Man says, I would like a reality show to get the video game treatment. Stuff like Big Brother, Survivor, or maybe a cooking type show would be fun, I guess. Huh. Big Brother would be interesting. Everyone just kind of spies on people. That would be pretty cool. Hmm. It's like Five Nights at Freddy's without the animatronic things. Like no gameplay, just spying on people. Just just voyeuring. Uh, That's it. Yes. Big Brother Survivor actually could kind of work. Like you do mini games and then go to Tribal oh. Council. Oh, Survivor. They yeah, had I mean, Big Brother and Survivor, as far as I can tell, is the same thing. Mm. I don't watch Big Brother. I've watched Survivor. Mm. Yeah, Survivor had a, a notably horrendous game on the Wii. I don't understand. Did it? It, it did. Not sure why anyone you know what? would play it. That doesn't really. surprise me, but that sounds awful because we motion controls would be awful. It just it just makes no sense. I but mean, Survivor. You know, they sold a ton of copies just because of the name. Now, yeah. Survivor game on the GBA. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of how they can make it work now with people playing mini games and maybe have audience members like vote off the worst people or vote off people they don't like. People can give speeches or why they want to stay, something like that, like an actual, Wait. something like that. We we almost have this as is. It's called Among Us. We just need more like mini games instead mm. of like murdering each other, because the uh, the cho- the voting to eject someone is literally the same thing as Tribal Council. He's not entirely wrong. It's kind of sus. Right, you could just you could right. add the ability to earn least. immunity, right? In in Among Us, it's more or less the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you can get Jeff Probst. Yeah. So <laughs> Come on in, guys. Red Stack says, <laughs> since it seems like we're going to get a new animated version, I'm going to take us back to the 90s and go with Babylon 5. There's just a lot you could do in that show. Also, I don't keep up with modern shows that well, so... Yeah, I'm not Peru. I don't know what Babylon 5 is. That's one of those spacey things. It's an American space opera television series created by writer and producer J. Michael Straczynski. 
Oh. Man, Nate, you're just like an encyclopedia. All right, then. Then what does the J stand for? Uh, it's his middle initial. No. Oh. Oh, that's his first name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, J stands for his first name. Jason. James. Johan. Gerald. Jeremy. Jeremy. Tag me in podcast Jeremy. discussion. And let me know. All right. Well, I wish you would. Or just Google it. Or no, bing it. That way you're five oh. points. Oh. I like to be Apparently told. it's Joseph. Joseph Michael Strozinski. All right. Babylon 5. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> just don't know much. <laughs> we could just- Babylon 5 was like the uh, the Star Trek we have at home. You know? I mean. That, that's how I always <laughs> envisioned it. I mean, somehow most Star Wars games have been <laughs> have been good. Star Trek games, not so much. Just stick with Star Wars games. Yeah, I've never watched Babylon 5. I couldn't tell you anything about it. But I mean, more space games like that, I'm down. Yeah. All right. I can't think of any more answers. Maybe like when the new TMNT movie comes out, something based off of that. Obviously, we have plenty of TMNT games, but... (laughs) Darn it. Always room for more. (laughs) Here's my joke. Simpsons had very bad NES games. We could use some, some updates to some of these things. As long as the the more TMNT games are like Shredder's Revenge. No, no. More, more, more Turtles games like that, I'm all for. All right. Thanks, Devin. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bulldog. And thank you for those who uh, responded to us. And if anyone, not just a patron, has any ideas of games that they would like to be made, made into or shows made into a game, let us know in podcast discussion in the Discord. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the game showcase. So, I'll go first. Now, I've been just kind of playing a couple of games that I've kind of been coming back to just trying to clean up or just play, get some of the easier achievements, you know, drop in, drop out type games. And one of the games I've come back to, I've talked about this before, and I'm going to mention it again, but that's only because I want to try to sell everyone on this game again because I want more people to play this so that way they create more games like this. I want more Metal Hellslinger games. And I also just want this studio to continuously do well because more DLC, I'm hoping they add more they add more achievements and everything like that. Or just in the future, give me a second game. I don't know. I freaking love this game. It's so much fun. If you don't know what this is, if you haven't heard me talk about it before, um, well, quite honestly, I think, Nate, I don't know if this is if I can possibly sell you on this game. Ellen, Michelle, I think you guys would actually enjoy this. You guys tend to like the music that has some chugga chugga guitars and blast beats. Not quite like me. You're not into the death metal like I am, but you guys like metal. Nate, I I, I don't think so. Unless there's like a part of you that I I just don't know. You secretly love a rhythm game or something. I don't think (laughs) I can sell you on this. I think me pitching you this, Nate, (laughs) is like you pitching me a point and click. It's just not going to happen. Okay. He wants a Creedence Clearwater Revival Hellsinger or Hexinger. 
<laughs> but Metal Hellslinger, TA has it listed as a first-person shooter action horror, which, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with those two, but I would think like a music or rhythm game or whatever rock band label it needs to be added to it. Well, uh, guess what, but, Kenny? There was what? actually a big uh, controversy about this. Really? Yeah. Okay, the, I did not see that. Do tell. Uh, the music genre was removed from this game uh, a few days ago, actually. Wait, what? Yep. I, uh, I forget the exact why? reason. It, it's more that you're not creating the music. You're just going along with the music. There was some semantics what? about it. Yeah, so like in Guitar Hero, if you hit the note, you hear the note go bang. So you're making music. But in this game... You're just going along with the beat of the music, so it's it's you're not making music; you're making shooties along to the music. Yeah, there, there's some okay. re, there's some rationale behind it, but yeah, I think there, that was, was a terrible there was a rationale. huge discussion about this in the, in our Discord. It was in the BCM channel and uh, Chin Doctor. Uh, you could add him because he made the decision to remove it. <laughs> Yeah, I am going to totally add him. Add him. <laughs> and when this comes out, I'll have him listen to, <laughs> to this. Because, so, Metal Metal Hellslinger, like Ella's just saying, you're shooting two to beat. You have different weapons. Um, Wow, I, that, that really just threw, I had no idea about that. That's crazy. Um, That kind of just threw me, threw me off I for a second. I knew you would like that. So, yeah, that is nuts. Um, so one of the, the way that the music kind of works in this game is as you as you shoot to the beat, as you attack enemies to the beat, you gain a multiplier similar to like in Guitar Hero. As you hit notes, a multiplier builds. Well, in this, it starts off as obviously a one times multiplier. And the music starts off very calm. You just have like a couple of guitar notes. You don't really, you just have a real gentle drum beat. Everything's real calm. Then you work your meter up. You go to two times. Now the guitars pick up a little bit. The drum gets a little bit louder. Then it goes to four times. Now maybe like some guitar, the guitars kick in a little bit. Drums get a little bit louder. Eight times multiplier. Now you basically have a full band playing, but you don't have any vocals. You get to 16 times multiplier, which is the highest, and then bam, the entire song go kicks into it, and you just have this ripping guitar, uh, ripping death metal song playing. Which to me, that sounds like you're creating the music because if you're not if you don't shoot it on if you don't shoot on the beat and keep the beat, then the music goes away. So semantics i guess um and also you can put on accessibility right so that was even more of a, a complaint against it um like you don't need to I go don't agree with like that. you don't need to go with the rhythm in other words to to do well especially with the accessibility i think that's silly like just because the game has accessibility yeah. functions that kind of change the core gameplay, that doesn't that shouldn't take it away. Just add yeah, so I mean, like you play good rock band on beginner mode where you don't actually ever have to hit mm -hmm. any note on the beat. You just strum as fast as you can and the and the music constantly plays. 
Okay, yeah, Celeste is no longer a platformer because you can fly if you turn on the accessibility options. That seems silly. That's just That's silly. correct. It is now yeah. ru- uh, run and gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, truly don't understand that rationale to get rid of music. And this is full-on a music game. And like L just said, uh, I'll bring that up now. You do have an accessibility option that you can turn on to where every, uh, every time you shoot, it's on the beat to where so like as you shoot depending upon how far away you are from the beat it can be just totally off it can be bad good or perfect so with the accessibility on it's always good so and with it always being good it constantly builds your streak multiplier constantly builds your ultimates and all this other stuff um (laughs) i'll read out the list of actual musicians from like actual legitimate big time metal bands that have uh, created music for this for anyone that's actually into this and knows uh, Michael Stain from Dark Tranquility Al- Alyssa Alicia White Glue from Arch Enemy Tatiana Sim Iluck I'm so I know I just pronounced uh, I butchered that from Ginger Matt Heafy of Trivium James Dorton of Black Crown Initiate Jorn Stride from Soilwork Randy Bly of Lamb of God Dennis Lixon of Refused, uh, Surge from System of a Down, and then they just re- they released a few months ago two bonus tracks uh, that feature Will Ramos of L- Lorna Shore and Christina Scabia of Lacuna Coil. And I know in a few weeks they're releasing more eight more tracks. They haven't told us who it is yet, but I mean. The DLC for that came out. I bought it. It didn't actually add achievements. I just, I just want to support this dev. I want to support this game, so I got it. And more than I'll buy it into the next day. I can't wait for them. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's on Game Pass. It's worth a try. I think if anyone likes rhythm games, no matter what Chin says, this is a music game. If you like m- music games, if you're in the in the metal. Your first-person shooters. I think there's something here that you would enjoy. Is it the best shooter out there? No, not necessarily. But I, but considering the dev, which is called the Outsiders, they've never actually created another game. This is their only game that they've that they've made. I think it's a really good attempt. I really like this game, and I just I want more people to play it. I, I love this thing, and all all the different achievements have different. Uh, song titles and also as a bonus if you're a completionist nothing in here worries you it's not like you need to complete the game on the hardest difficulty the even the most difficult of achievements um is totally doable with a couple of tries probably probably the one that takes the most time and the most effort is to complete all the torments which after you complete the game, every single level they call them hells. Every single hell has three bonus missions that you can, or bonus challenges that you can do, where you have to. You're in like a little arena and with a set amount of time, and as you kill the enemies, you gain more time back. But you have to do it in a certain way or with a certain weapon or whatever. They're not all that difficult, especially when you turn on the accessibility. It just takes a little bit of effort. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what else to say. Once again, I'm just I'm just trying to pitch this game. Hope more more people play it. I see only ha- I have 
34 people on my friends list that that have played it. Surprisingly, Elroy is one of them that has actually completed the game, <laughs> which I didn't realize he completed until I just I was just looking at this. I knew he played it, but I didn't know he completed it. Yeah. But yeah. If you say accessibility, he'll probably be there. Yep. That's very true. But yeah. Special. Alan, Michelle, I think you guys would enjoy this game. Since you guys did like the rock band, I know you guys like the first person shooters. I'm actually more curious about the action horror tagging on the game. And I guess it's just the, um, the motifs or whatever else. But like when I looked, cause I was aware of the whole music game genre switch that was causing an uproar, but just seeing horror listed, uh, like uh, what are the elements of horror gameplay that I, I suppose again, it's just the way that it, feels <laughs> so uh yeah that's surprising. yeah yeah i mean like i don't disagree with ac- action horror but i don't necessarily think it needs to be on there but like once again puzzle is on la noir yes <laughs> thanks 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 for mentioning that so yeah. if you if you turn you know, on you have in- weird tags, you gotta mention it. What was that? If Nathan? you turn on invincibility in Dodgeball Academia, is it no longer dodgeball? Like I still I, <laughs> right. I'm still hung up <laughs> right, yes, on this accessibility exactly. thing. Exactly. That's so true. It's it's so odd. Yeah. Uh, it's it that is very odd. Which then makes me also wonder because there's and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway. There's another game that I haven't bought yet it's very it's in the same vein um i just haven't quite caught the sale the sale i wanted but bpm bullets per minute i know it's another game very similar to this it's a first person shooter but it's also a roguelike and it still has a music tag and as and to my knowledge it's the same general gameplay i just i don't know you're trying to get it untagged that's the question (laughs) well no one tell (laughs) chin about this part just tell me about the things i said before have them stop listening to now <laughs> yeah i have a question for you kenny here yes. um it's, it's kind of a you know i guess i guess it's uh your your own opinion here there's an achievement mm-hmm. called who wants to live forever it's for dying 20 times mm-hmm. it is a 3.19 ratio discuss um that should be easy that should be right so you can play the game on multiple settings. You don't, like I said before, you don't have to play on the most difficult. You can play on the easiest setting, which is what I did because I just wouldn't have fun with the game. I think I died three or four times during the playthrough. Like it's not that long of a game. It's a 68 hour completion. But should so a die 20 super- times achievement be like a one, two, like not a three. So not I if you put accessibility when you look on. at TA, there's almost 82,000 people that have started this game. This is just a game pass bump, I, I would imagine. So people just bounce. They, they hit the game and they bounce and they don't ever go back to it and yeah. just get the easy stuff. You get a couple of, you get a couple of the achievements, beat the, beat the story, and it's just like, all right, that was fun. What's next? And you don't go back to actually die on 20, 20 times because unless you play on the higher difficulties, you're probably not going to get that legit. You're probably going to want to try to boost that or boost that, whatever, you know, you know what I mean? You're actually going to have to try to die 20 times, but yeah, that's a good Metal one. Hell Slinger. It's a fun game. It's really, really good. I wish more people would play it. Yeah. I still love that. All the achievements are named after either songs or lyric 
random lyrics from songs. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, develop the developers. I think put a lot of effort into making this, you know, the meme or the metal game that it is. Metal. All right, uh, Nate. What game would you like to talk about? <clears throat> what game of the year candidate would I like to talk about? Oh, okay. Uh, well, thanks for asking. I would uh, like to talk about Planet of Lana. Uh, this came to Game Pass on May 23rd, uh, a, a week ago as of the day of recording. And um, wow. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those games that I was really hyped for. Uh, and it kind of delivered. It's it, It's not... I'm not going to go out and say this game is for everybody because uh, there is one negative possibly uh, and that uh, or, or one deterrent that might keep a lot of people from you know playing this game if they're completionists. There's one achievement for completing the game without dying. And as of right now, uh, that doesn't mean like a single playthrough, continuous playthrough, no deaths at all. What that really means is uh, you've completed each chapter without dying. Uh, and then that sounds significantly easier. Yeah. And then complete the final level. So if, if you are unsure, so let's say you've been playing this game, uh, and you know, because you want to play game of the year candidates and, uh, you get to the, uh, the last level. Uh, if you don't want to have to play through again, what you should do is make sure you go through, uh, and play every level again. And, and make sure that you don't die. Or, or one thing you can do if, if you, I feel like this would just ruin your experience though. Uh, one of the things they say is you can dashboard, uh, if you die or if your, uh, companion dies, uh, and then you just dashboard and it takes you back to the last checkpoint rather than having to start from the beginning of the chapter again. Um, so if you're a completionist and you don't feel like putting in the time, um, to work on that, uh, you know, completing the game without dying. That might be the only drawback that would keep you from playing uh, this beautiful game. Um, <laughs> everything is hand-drawn in this game, uh, from from my understanding, uh, or painted, and it shows. This is a yeah. beautiful game. Uh, and it's it's very much a, um, you know, a Limbo-like. It's not as brutal as a Limbo-like. Uh, mm. You do die. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> if you if you mess up or I mean, you jump into uh, spots you shouldn't go. There are robots uh, that will kill you if they see you. Um, and yeah, so so you can definitely die, it, but but it's not as as bad as Limbo, where everything's just really crazy. And also, Limbo has a lot of those. Um, we're gonna teach you by just smacking you in the face immediately. Uh, and then you're yes. going to have to know, oh, okay, oh, well, I, obviously I can't step on the second rock because that would be foolish. Uh, you know, the second rock is tied to this, you know, cannon that shoots spikes or something like that. Um, that doesn't happen in Planet of Lana. Uh, for the most part, everything is, uh, you can see it. You kind of know what the problem is. You have to get, a, you have to get through this puzzle. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. There's, there's no really, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> jump scare kills, if, if that's what you want to call them. Uh, it doesn't really happen in this game. Uh, you play as Lana. Uh, you have a sister. I can't remember her name uh, because it's it's nonsense, and they speak gibberish when they when they talk to each other. Um, it's not Lana spelled and backwards. Your sister. It is not Lana spelled backwards. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got him. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. And you have to uh, <laughs> go find your sister. And in doing so, uh, this event happens and you, and you uh, see your sister is uh, taken away and you have to go chase after her. Uh, and in the process of doing so, you discover a little creature and that creature can help uh, you to get across puzzles like uh, the creature can go up and knock down a vine. Now you can climb up that vine. Uh, your creature will eventually get powers and you'll eventually get uh, more abilities uh, through some tools um, that, that allow you to uh, influence uh, the level around you. It's a limbo like it's beautiful. It's a great game. Uh, the let's see, it has uh, 25 achievements. I want to say 10 of them are for finding secrets, just like Limbo. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, to complete the game, you don't have to find any of them. Um, they are just uh, a little bit of lore. And you basically just walk up to this picture on a wall. You press X and boom, achievement, uh, if you happen to be lucky enough to find that. Uh, some of them are hidden kind of, you know, um, really well. Like, you wouldn't uh, find them unless you were trying to push up against every wall and that sort of thing. Uh, there are good solutions for everything on the uh, on True Achievements. So it, go ahead, play the game. There's chapter select. You can go back to chapter select and find these things. Um, I, I wouldn't waste my time watching videos because um, really the joy in this game to me was solving all the puzzles and getting through. Um, I have all but two achievements, and they are... Uh, Completing the game without dying. Uh, I've gone back through and I've played the first, I think, two or three chapters without dying um, on my second playthrough. And then, of course, there's the meta achievement for getting all achievements, uh, which does pop. It's not busted. Um, it does work. Good. That's awesome. Yep, the platinum. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to go on and on about it because it's just a beautiful game. And I think, uh, you know, if you, if you liked Limbo or um, Inside... Uh, and you and you don't want anything that's as dark as those games. Planet of Lana is a great game. It definitely reminds me of um, uh, Juggler's Tale. Uh, it's I think it's it's done better than Juggler's Tale. Uh, Juggler's Tale had a little bit of jank to it in some sections, so maybe they fixed that. Planet of Lana, uh, they took their time. It's really well polished. I only had one weird thing happen when I was uh, making a long jump. I kind of bounced off the edge. It was very weird. Uh, the physics were kind of messed up. Um, but other than that, the game for me, no issues whatsoever. Planet of Lana, awesome game. Go get it. And if you haven't, I, I can't remember if you said it, but it is on Game Pass. Yes. Yeah, it came to Game Pass last week. So it's been out for seven days. Don't wait till the end. So, Nate, you said this was Game of the Year contestant. Yeah. How, yeah. how much of that opinion was influenced because you get an achievement for petting Mui for the first time. Or more. Well, I mean, that's at least 50% of the uh, criteria. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was trying to save that one, uh, and I accidentally pet Mui. Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit upset. Preloading. Pre <laughs> I wanted that to be my last one, and uh didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked uh, limbo I loved inside so hearing you talk about it I've heard a few other people on different podcasts talk about this I think I'm gonna have to download this and play it it's a five to six hour completion too so not that bad yeah I think anyone that completes it in five to six has been following a guide I think mm. um, 
Yeah, I've played it for six hours. That's a little bit of extra playthrough, going through to get all the hidden secrets and um, starting to play uh, my No Death Run. Um, so anyone that's doing it in five to six is um, they're guiding, I believe. Okay. All right, yeah. Planet of Lana. Oh, wow. This is the first game by the developer, uh, Wishfully. What a first game. All right. Um, Michelle, what game would you like to talk about? I would like to talk about the Coma Recut. So um, I know I've mentioned it previously, uh, but I am participating in the Gauntlet, which is a friendly competition that was developed by Kronos among about eight of us. And um, throughout the year, it's a year long deal. Uh, there are different categories of both. 12 categories of monthly bonuses and you can claim one per month. So one of these monthly bonuses is a bonus that's called I hate these games and and it's for completing a game in a genre where you're not in the top 10% of the completed games uh, leaderboard or the completion Oof. percentage leaderboard. And it wasn't every possible genre. This was broken down into really like the top kind of popular genres. Uh, I'm not a super completionist, but I, I try to get through most of the games I play and I actually only had two genres that qualified for for me to play in this uh, particular challenge. One was stealth and I'm only in like the 50th percentile of stealth games. I just don't really do all of them. And the other one, surprisingly to me, was survival horror. And that's because I was like at 89.99% so I just barely qualified for it. So a few of us are trying to figure out, since a few of us have survival horror as a need, a game that we could play that doesn't seem too long and, and that we have access to and it the Coma Recut was the one that uh, was picked, and that was thanks to OM Jesus who uh, did that research. And I've dabbled in it a little bit, and it's interesting. So the Coma Recut is a uh, updated version of the Coma Cutting class. It is based on uh, the the general sort of um, what's word like affect of of Korean. It's it's called. I did some research on this day. I apologize if I if I butcher any pronunciations. It's manhwa instead of manga. It's the same idea. So uh, Korean comic books. Hmm. And in the coma, you play as a young man named Yang Ho, and he is a high school student. It is final exam time, and uh, the in many cultures, uh, but it, particularly in Korean culture, there's a lot of stress attached to these final exam times. That's sort of your life is make or break on how you do on these final exams. And uh, as you're approaching your school on final exam day, right out of the gate, you learn that one of your classmates tried to commit suicide. So there are some uh, potentially thematic elements that might be problematic for some people. Uh, but you find this out this happens and then everybody's sort of like, all right, well, we still have this final exam to take. And even some of the characters are like, this is weird because this this just happened here and we're all still focused on this. You go up to your classroom, you take a seat, you look at your test and you fall asleep. And then when you wake up, you're in this like nightmare version of your school. Nobody's there. It's it's empty. It, it's You think maybe, hey, I fell asleep and uh, I didn't finish my exam. As soon as you walk out the door, you get chased by this ghost that tries to murder you and have to run into a bathroom and, and hide until it goes away. And that frames the coma recut. So it's better than I expected in that it 
definitely has that sense of like eerie and and fear and anticipation that something may happen. It reminds me in some very, very small, very broad ways of playing like Silent Hill 2 in that instead of exploring um, a Mm. hotel or a hospital where the rooms you have to enter and try to find different things to help you navigate through what exactly is going on you're doing this within the school so you find a map and the map shows you you know where where the classrooms are and uh spots you can hide in and there's no but unlike silent hill there's no combat you're really just worried about this um this evil creature that tries to attack you sometimes at pre-planned intervals but also at random times and for the most part, when that happens, when you start, so it is a game where there are no, there's no voice acting, but the sound is very important, and the the sound design is is good. And as soon as you hear her approaching, you have to get out of there. Uh, you do have stamina, so you can run, but only so far. And there are vending machines in the school where you can go and buy uh, espresso, and that helps you with your stamina, so you can keep running away. Um, but yeah, I've, I've only dabbled in a little bit, and I have to say, I I was surprised at how the atmosphere I, I found worked really quickly uh that it does require multiple playthroughs there is a walkthrough on true achievements for the coma recut it lists the game at six to eight hours the that is if you play with the walkthrough the three playthroughs get cut a little bit so the first playthrough is an entire playthrough the second playthrough would be about 75 percent of a full playthrough and the final playthrough about 25 percent of a playthrough by manipulating the save slots you get I I am at this moment playing through the first time myself, just exploring, seeing how much I can figure out. If I hit a point where I feel too much tension trying to play the game, I probably will go to the walkthrough uh, and then I'll do cleanup uh, afterwards. But yeah, if you're into survival horror games, this is not something that's it's not like clearly triple A super development sort of thing, but it's. It's intriguing, and Korean horror is generally pretty well regarded. I know there was a little bit where in popular culture, movies like you know The Grudge or The Ring sort of came through, and there's definitely that vibe within uh, the coma recut. So, so far, so good. Uh, I'll probably revisit this in another week or two uh, and give some more impressions on it. So I was looking through my friends list of people that play this, because as I was watching some clips while you were talking, I'm like, oh, I bet this is something that Elle and Nate would enjoy. I see Nate's oh, played it. I, I, I'm surprised that Elle has it because I feel like the two of you would enjoy this as well. You know, as I was playing it, I didn't feel like it would be a Nate game because Maybe. it's scary. <laughs> and that's not really uh, Nate's cup of tea. So I'm curious as to your experience mm-hmm. with it and, and why you gave it a try, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why did I give it a try? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I started. Did Girardi fan. That's true. Could be, could be the, the the publisher. It came. Um, yeah, probably. This one came in like a pack, yeah. maybe. It had to have. No, I, I think I played it because it was on Game Pass. Was it on Game Pass? Was it on Game Pass? I don't think there was, so. No, there was like this crazy like ten. Yeah, pack. I think it's part it of a like, bundle where it was like twenty bucks for like ten games pack. or something. Yeah, that sounds. I forget sounds what it was. Right. Definitely, it wasn't on Game Pass. But yeah, it wasn't a Game yeah. Pass game. I don't think. I don't think I bought that. I think it was just really cheap one week, and I just I went ahead and I got it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a little scarier than than uh, I, I normally <laughs> play. Uh, and uh, I kind of hated the jump scares, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just kind of like 
I'm just kind of tired of that, but um, <laughs> I kind of want to finish it. Uh, but I think I saw a good walkthrough, and I think that kind of helped me jump back into it because I played it a little bit, and I think I just popped a little bit, and I think I went back and I did a little more um, later, like uh, yeah, a year later. Uh, and so may, uh, maybe I'll wait uh, another month or two <laughs> and, uh, and go back uh, four years later. Yeah, it's uh, jump scares are definitely what it's going for and i haven't played that much as yet but um i i think in some ways with a lot of these games like layers of fear or like emily wants to play the jump scares are kind of like oh cool you got me at first and then it becomes like all right you're getting in the way of me finishing this like let's just just move through mm. something with the the creature that attacks you throughout the game you can either avoid her by running into, again, going into bathrooms or hiding in classrooms or whatever else. You can also, you have a dodge move that costs stamina to use. And the most effective way to really get by her is to be good with this dodge move. Because then you just dodge and, and move on instead of kind of backtracking a whole bunch. So it's worth it if you're playing the game to get used to the timing on that so you don't deal with the 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 jump scares quite as much but the the walkthrough on TA is is very detailed i haven't really used it that much as yet but it it really breaks down where each achievement's going to pop and what you should do although i should note um there is an early achievement in the game for talking to a character that did not pop for me i i think i've had this happen with a few games recently so maybe the achievement system's just being a little wonky and i'm not worried about it because of repeated playthroughs and it being so early but I did have at least that one achievement that was just like, nah, you talk to the guy, but there's no reason for us to give this to you. <laughs> Alright. Uh, oh, is this something you're going to try, by any chance? Um, I think I'll wait to see if Michelle plays more of it and if she recommends it uh, and after playing a little more of it. Okay. Wait and see approach. Gotcha. I feel like if we didn't have humongous backlogs of a million things to play, you know, sure. Fair. But if it's not already your a genre you're interested in or a style you're interested in, then I don't know that there's enough about it that raises beyond the level of, hey, you should, you know, even add this like a random to-do list and see if it comes up. It seems fine for what it's trying to do, but not not super exceptional. Yeah, looking at this, I can tell this isn't something that would be my cup of tea. But at least you guys <laughs> will enjoy it. We'll see. Happy for you. <laughs> Six to eight hour, and TA is saying it's a 3.26 rating, so decent game for what it is. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of starters, only 2,000. Being a 6 to 8 hour, I would have thought it would be a little bit higher than that. Six, Especially since it has gone on cheap. 6 to 8 hours is long for an, an quote-unquote easy completion these days, so uh, it's not so surprising. Fair. All right. Well, in that case, um, L, what would you like to talk about? All right. Well, Michelle, you said the magic words which are appearing on my RTDL. So a uh, game I'm going to talk about, I have talked about before, but the timing of it made it so I just have to talk about it again. And 
And uh, before we recorded, uh, we actually were not podcasted, and we were informed of games leaving Game Pass. And unfortunately, it happens once every six months. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, this is one of them, and this is Man Eater. Now, Man Eater showed up on my RTDL, <sighs> and I had only had um, you know the last couple of achievements in the base game left, as well as the entire DLC. So I finished off the main game and um, dove, pun intended, into the DLC. And it's called Truth Quest. So the first thing that surprised me is that Man Eater has been in Game Pass for two years now. It's just amazing. It just seems brand new. But this really? was this was like yeah, beginning of the uh quarantine game, May twenty twenty. And I remember Rocker talking about it and loving it. And this is a game that I picked up and played a lot of and then just put down for several months and then had to get back to it. So I really, really like Man Eater, but it just gets very samey after a while. So it looks like I put a lot of time into it in you know February 21 and then like November of 2021 and then August of 2022 and then now I just came back to it. But I decided to go through the entire DLC and I wanted to talk to you guys about it, especially now where people might uh take this time to bang out the entire game including uh the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, so truth. Yeah, I'm interested about the DLC. Yeah, so Truth Quest gives you one new area uh, to explore. And it's the usual stuff. You get a bunch of quests, and some of them are for uh, killing uh, random things, and some of them are for getting the collectibles. But something that the DLC that uh, did that was interesting. It makes you go back into the regular areas as well, and they put new things there to do. And uh, the first thing that people complain about is something called the questers, which are basically uh, people you have to find, and they are literally wearing tinfoil hats. And there's one tinfoil hat wearer in each of the areas. Um, and, um, you know, if you go on TA, there's a nice guy that shows you right on the map where each of them are. They don't move. So you can go find them. Well, now uh, Truth Quest makes more sense. Yeah, they're, it's, it's very interesting. Because they talk about the NWO, which is uh, a wrestling thing, but I guess it's this game's version of the NWO. But I don't want to get too much into that. But yeah, Man Eater is just crazy. You're a shark, and you... there's a narrator the whole time, Chris Parnell, and he's just going on about you and what you're trying to do, and just crazy stuff. So back to the DLC. Um, so I did the questers, and then um, in the 
main game you get to level 30 and in the dlc you can get to level 40 and you gain levels by uh gaining infamy and basically after you kill enough humans then uh these big shot boss type humans uh attack you and you have to kill them and once you kill them you gain infamy and levels and that's how you get your stats up and eventually you get like armors and new skins and each each one does a different thing and in the dlc you get the atomic evolution set now the cool thing about the atomic set is that once you equip the atomic body you get access to this op like laser attack and you're going to be using this to kill most of the bosses in this game. Now, I did, um, interestingly enough, get a question today from... Uh, we got a question in the Discord from uh, Albino Kid Elite, and he asked, uh, anyone else struggle uh, struggling with the rebounding missiles in Man Eater? I literally cannot do the first DLC quest. Now, funny enough, I had trouble with that as well and had to go to the Googles. And I actually got my answer on GameFAQs, of all things. The GameFAQs That's forums. a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. So it's still around. So basically what you have to do if you're having trouble is you eat the missiles with the right trigger. And then you have to hold down left bumper, which is the tail whip. And then the game slows down and you'll see an X on um, the target and then you let go and then it shoots right at the target. And you have to do that, I believe, three times. Once you figure out how to do it, it's easy, but figuring out that you had to hold down left bumper was the big problem. Usually you're kind of mashing buttons in this game. So that's the first thing. And later on, if you get similar um, missions, don't bother doing that. You could just use the aforementioned atomic body uh, laser attack. You could just shoot them with that. Little hint for everybody. Uh, Good to know. The other thing that I really enjoyed in the DLC is they added time trials. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, time trials sounds horrible. Anything with, you know, speed, uh, speed run seems to be like dirty word these days, but I had a ton of fun doing these time trials. And each one is like 30 seconds to a minute at most. And you just have to go through the rings. And the hard part for some people is just going to be dealing with the controls. Because you have to jump out of the water, go through the rings, and then go back under the water and then jump back out. And for some people, that might be a little difficult. I didn't find it too bad. Some of them took me maybe four or five tries. Uh... I don't even want to mention this, but since we are an achievement podcast, I guess I will. I saw the solution after the fact, and it looks like you can cheese it. Something to do with removing the batteries during the time trial pauses the timer, and then you could just put the batteries back in and, and go ahead and finish it, which, you know, if you want to do that, by all means, but I prefer 100%. doing it uh, you know legit i guess i enjoyed the challenge it wasn't uh cheap not you know i i just thought it was a lot of fun a, a lot of times what makes those time trial thingies uh more bearable mm-hmm. uh is 
the reload time. What's what's that like? Let's say you fail your, um, your one minute time trial. How painful is that? Good question. I don't think you can pause and hit restart. But if you miss a ring, for example, and just want to do it over, you just kind of sit there for five or ten seconds and it'll start over. And then you have to swim a couple feet and restart it again. So I do get what you're saying. It's not overly painful now. But once you play the main game, you'll be familiar with the controls and you'll you'll have no problems, I'm sure. And there's uh, and the solutions also for the time trials, you want to switch to the uh, armor set that makes you faster as opposed to stronger because you're not going to be fighting anyone during these. You're just going to be swimming. So that's why TA is a valuable resource. There's different setups for fighting and then the time trials. Okay, so I have one more question, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's the one you know is coming. Mm, uh, can you pet the shark? Maneater, oh. Maneater is listed as 14 to 17 hours. Oh, don't look at my time. Don't look at my time. And your time no. <laughs> is 57 hours and what 16 minutes. So, um, um, do you just, I mean, is it just fun If you play people, 57 or? straight hours, you'll probably finish this in time for the Game Pass leaving. I don't know. I'm sure I left it on. I'd hope so. I mean, the, the DLC time says four to five hours. It maybe took me six or something like that, but no. Don't look at that. You're turning into a rocker over here, making fun of me for that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. It's just an interesting. It's a good. Stat. It's, a, it's, a good it's hard not to see. It's, I know. I would make fun of me too. Uh, so the last thing in the DLC is to fight the apex predator, the atomic leviathan, and this dude is the first guy that it's actually kind of troublesome. You have to. I fought him maybe four or five times as well before. Uh, reading a solution that tells you the exact set of things to put on. And basically you do that atomic thing and you shoot it as fast as possible. And then when you get him almost dead, he like summons uh, some other guys to fight you. And you basically just have to ignore them and just keep fighting him. And then once you kill him, all the the other enemies kind of dissipate. So you don't have to kill everything. So I got that achievement. I'm like, all right, I I got the completion. I'm like, uh, wait a minute. The achievement for doing all the objectives did not pop. And the reason for that is because there are more objectives to do. But it was a little confusing because there are certain ones that show up called like eat 10 sailors. And once you do them, it seemed like they were repeating. And I, the reason I think they're repeating is so you could do them over and over to get more um, like stats and stuff like that. But once you beat that Leviathan, you go around and clean up and, and uh, do all the quests remaining on the map. The achievement will pop. So just wanted to give some uh, tips. And I have this fresh on the brain. If anyone does this within the next two weeks and has any questions, let me know. And I will try to help as best as I can. But I, I strongly recommend this game. And I think 
It's a $40 game, but I'm pretty sure it goes on sale for like 20 Frequently, yeah. Oh, how much is the DLC? Can't be more than like 10 bucks. I think it was 10 Um. Yeah, oh, it's actually $15, but I believe it's half price right now for $7.49. So now's the time to get it. Literally, right now. Because <laughs> this game's going bye-bye. I do think you can get this yeah. done, this and the DLC done in the two weeks for sure. I think all the other oh, games... Can, I would imagine you could totally complete this. I think the other games are uh, a little longer than this one. Yeah, it's funny. I like dabbled in this game enough to understand it's like okay this is what you got got going on i only put like one to two hours in it and it's a game that has been installed on my xbox since then since 2020 uh, but i have i've just never gone back to it it's and when i saw the news that it's leaving game pass it's just like oh no i yeah. should i mean the word They're that comes to my the same experience yeah Game that comes, uh, the word that comes to mind is just satisfying. It's satisfying to watch your stats go up. It's satisfying to watch your progress meter go up. It's satisfying to watch your level go up. It's it just fits all of that, and it's satisfying to you know eat all the fish and and, <laughs> and just and, and eat people with no repercussions. <laughs> it's really interesting uh, what this satisfying. developer. I mean, this, this developer did Killing Floor 2 first. Oh, wow. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of a, a um, wave, sort of a wave-based, uh, you know, party shooter. Um, oh. And then they go to Maneater. Like, what are they going to do next? Um, well. It's been it's been three years. Their, their next game should um, be coming before too long. I'm hoping for a sequel, honestly. Like, I think you can add more stuff to this. more different types you know maybe switch off between more than one shark or be a different type make of, it a uh, safari one you're now a lion or a rhino okay sure <laughs> but overall yeah, this I mean, is a game like usually the underwater sections of games are the worst but this is all underwater so <laughs> it controls pretty well all things considered so, by that logic, this is the worst. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Bad logic. Yeah, so that's uh, the uh, Truth Quest DLC from Maneater. Now's the time, people. Now is the time. There's a lot of starters. I had no idea there'd be that many. There's 225,000 people playing yeah. this on Oh, and also... I would not have thought it was that high. I figured it would have been well over 100,000, but I just wouldn't have thought it would have gotten into the twos. And just to put this out there, because we haven't said it in a while, but it's what Nate is also thinking. If <laughs> L can do it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just before recording, I got the completion. It was very, very nice. Nice. But I know... GG. GG, GG. Yeah, only... Uh, 6,000 or so out of the 225,000 bothered with the uh, with the DLC. Game, pie, game Pass bump. No one wants to buy it. 
DLC for a Game Pass game. Mm-hmm. Give them some money so they don't make the Killing Floor 3. Give me a sequel, Tripwire right. Interactive. Well, speaking of buying the DLC, uh, mm. why don't we get into some sales? Mm. Uh, How'd you do that? Nate, <laughs> what should we buy this week? Okay. I'm only going to recommend two games this week uh, just because, well, that's all I'm going to do. Uh, first up, <laughs> Tesla Force, $5 down from 17 <laughs> This is a roguelike shoot 'em up I'm sure I've talked about this before. I haven't played it yet, but, man, I love 10 Tons, and I love their uh, twin-stick shooters. And this is another one of those. So uh, <clears throat> previous 10-ton games, I'm, I'm counting on this to be the same pedigree. That's uh, a quality, fun game. Uh, you have my far, interest. <laughs> and then the last game is Far Changing Tides. This was in Game Pass. We've talked about it previously on the podcast. It's $8 down from 20 an adventure game. Uh, like I said, it was on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't complete it for whatever reason. I can't remember. Uh, while it was on Game Pass, so I'm going to go ahead and pick this up and finish it at my leisure. I'm just going to recommend one game, and really, I'm just going to recommend this on behalf of Vulgar Latin, because I know he loves it. Uh, Catan Console Edition is on sale, uh, $16, usually 20 Not the best sale, but I really like Catan. I've been kind of wanting to play it. I actually recently just bought the board game. I found it at a local shop that on sale. I don't know. Still a little bit pricey for Catan, but it's something to know about because I know there were quite a few people in the Discord that were excited that this was coming to Xbox. So might be able to wait for a little bit longer. I'm really hoping this also comes to Game Pass. This seems like a good Game Pass game. Uh, Michelle, what game would you like to recommend? I'm just going to recommend really quickly a game that uh, was in Game Pass, but is no longer in Game Pass, and that's Lost Words Beyond the Page. It is $2.24, down from its normal $15 price tag. Uh, it is about um, you know, a young woman who's dealing with loss in uh, her uh, in her family. So um, really interesting presentation, simple gameplay. It's only about a four or five hour completion. Uh, if you missed it on Game Pass, this is a good chance to check it out. Mm. And you got anything to recommend, El? Uh This uh, escape room game sounded interesting. Palindrome Syndrome, $5.99 down from $9.99. It's, you know, less than an hour completion, but just recently did a, a real life escape room and they're fun. So I Ooh, lucky. would like to see the uh, lucky. Yeah, it's very expensive. Don't do it. No, <laughs> 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 this is a lot cheaper to do it. This is a lot cheaper this way. Well, you're in New York. Everything's expensive. So, well, we did a birthday party for uh sunny boy and, you know, brought eight of his friends or whatever it was. So yeah, it's a little, little pricey, but, a lot of fun seeing everyone. That's an work interesting together. birthday party. Yeah, that's a that's one of the big things now. Huh. Is fun. All right. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. I want to try that one out. All right. Well, as uh Elle said earlier, we did not get podcasted. Woo-hoo. In fact, we have all of the news that's coming in June for you. Oh. So as we mentioned before, Hoa is still available at Games of Gold until the 15th. But 
June's Games of Gold is very Games of Goldy. Uh, we have <laughs> Adios, which will be available all month long. This is an adventure game, one to two hours, so can't complain there. Looks like some easy gamer score. And then the other game, which I can only imagine one of these weeks Nate's going to be talking about. It is called The Veil, Shadows of the Crown. This is available June 16th to July 15th. It's an action-adventure game, five to six hours, but the hook to this game is that it's an audio-based game. There's no visuals. You play as a blind princess. This sounds very natish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it sounds, it sounds very unique. I, mean, I can only think of uh, two other games off the top of my head that are audio-only Um but this has combat, so you kind of have to hear uh, attacks coming from you know one of three directions, and you have to block them or parry them or do stuff. So I, I, I want to, well, pardon the pun. I want to see how this is done, <laughs> and how this works. I wonder. Someone if- in the Discord, I, I can't remember who was talking about that. They've played it, and they actually thought it was very good. And on TA, it has a four point five star. So. Wow. Just imagining someone buying it and like thinking it's broken and like complaining to customer service. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no graphics. Sounds interesting yeah. though. And this is about to get a games of gold bump on TA right about now. It has 249 starters and 21 completions. So, and like I said, 4.5 stars. So, people like it. We'll see. And then with Game Pass um, available now, we have. Shikari, a colorful tale, action adventure RPG, and we also have um, <clears throat> Fan World Pioneers uh, Sandbox. Notes, <clears throat> notes here say it looks like Terraria, but in space. So, <laughs> yep. Also available now is Car Mechanic Simulator 2021, and this is a very very simula- simul- simulator heavy game. Uh, also available now is Slayer's X Terminal Aftermath <laughs> Vengeance of the Slayer. First person shooter like Doom, apparently. What a name. I have no idea anything about this. And apparently the as of recording, the achievement list isn't up yet, so that's a shame. Uh, and then the other game that's available now is the Big Con, 20-25-hour adventure game, which sounds familiar. What have you talked about this game, or maybe Corey or something like that? I feel like I've heard of this. or maybe It it was was in in one of the indie showcases, but uh, Ah, no one's actually played it and talked about it yet, I believe. Okay, that's how I know it. I'll say that game, that game sounds familiar and looks familiar. It's the Big Con! (laughs) It's not all in caps. Uh, you don't have to scream it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, also, on June 6th, we have Amnesia the Bunker. And then What's we also have... Um, I forget. I could have sworn this was two different games. Like Amnesia and the Bunker. And it's... it's uh, so I thought... <laughs> I was very confused and thought this was one of the, one of the two of them. Apparently, this is a brand new game. Uh, and it's, it's not either of them. So, Oh, yeah, look at that. It's launching in the Game Pass. That's cool. Yeah. 
I don't know what this is. Um, bro, what is it? Then we also have Hypnospace Outlaw. Uh, it's a point-and-click game, so who actually cares about this? Movie? No, oh, so wow, it's a point-and-click wow. game adventure, 68 hours. Um, this I think the three people will like it. I want to say it this. was already in Game Pass. Yeah, and it's, I remember yeah, it leaving. So left and it's coming back. Yeah, and it wasn't. Uh, it looked really painful on the Xbox, but uh, dealing with the interface on the PC is definitely the way to go if you're going to play it. I feel like most point and clicks would just be better on the PC than on Xbox. Absolutely. Um, on June eighth, we have Rune Factory Four Special, which is a role playing management game. Something Nate will be interested in. Um, yeah, I saw it and I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, also on June 8th, we have Stacking, which... Classic. Wasn't that on uh, Game Pass already? It's, or am I thinking of maybe Games of Cool. Everyone should have that hmm. game. It's been like a dollar. Okay, maybe it's... That's okay, and being Games of Cool, maybe that's also why maybe. I... Remember seeing or something? Yeah, it feels like it should have been it's on Game Pass because it's double fine, right? But it, it was games with gold at some point. I don't think it's ever been in Game Pass. Okay, then that's got to be why. Also, why I recognize it. And then on June thirteenth, we have a game with a stupid name, um, Dorgone, Dorgone, Dorgone. Nailed it. I have no idea. <laughs> it's one of those things. I think. Was a cake. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, this is another game that is launching into Game Pass. All TA really shows is it's an adventure game. It's very pretty too. I don't know if you've seen any of the screenshots. It's um, it, yep. number one. It looks very French, uh, <laughs> and number two, uh, it looks really pretty. It looks like it's painting. I mean, it looks like a kid's book um, uh, illustration. Uh, and uh, I don't know what the gameplay is like, but it's pretty. More likely not, Nate or L will be talking about this game sometime in the future. <laughs> I absolutely no. will be talking about this <laughs> game. Oh, Nate, next week, <laughs> next two weeks, you're going to have a no, lot to talk about. Hey, that, that chicory game, game looks Pass pretty crazy. Game Pass seems to know what games mm. Nate likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and chicory, for anyone that likes Zelda likes, mm. uh, but but minus the combat, I don't think there's any combat I've seen in, in Chicory so far. Oh. But it's very much like a, a Zelda overworld kind of puzzly navigation type uh, game. And I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's very colorful. No, and I can't not. kill anyone with the paintbrush or whatever you got over there. Oh, well. Yeah, Chicory seems like something Alan might like. Is it colorful? As well. Yes. And then leaving Game Pass is Bridge Constructor. Bridge Constructor. Portable. Oh, this is all leave on June fifteenth. Um, from the Xbox and PC. I didn't even know this was on Game Pass. Uh, puzzle simulator simulation game. Twenty twenty six hours. Uh, no, it does require DLC. Then we have two games. I'm very sad that are leaving because both of these I've played, and then just. Never got back to, even though they've been um, installed on my Xbox for the longest time. First is Chorus, which is like an outer space uh, dogfighting spaceship game. was a lot of fun. I really need to play it, finish that one. And like we mentioned, Maneater. Uh, then we have Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition, an action role-playing game. 
Then we have uh, Serious Sam 4 for the Xbox. Uh, First-person shooter, I think it also go third-person, 8 to 10 hours. Um, I remember Corey talking about this forever ago. This is a, um, oh, what's that developer's called? Um, Devolver Digital game. Can't, I think Corey liked it. I can't quite remember. It's been a while. And then lastly, we have Total War Three Kingdoms, which is on the PC, leaving it's a strategy real-time game, as you can imagine by that title. I'm sure there'll be probably a lot of people that are looking forward to completing that in the game in this uh, coming two weeks. All right. Um, in that case, let's go on into Brag Camp. Take away, Michelle. Absolutely. Lord Zell and Stega have both reached 200 completed games. Elsoc is up to 350 completed games. Jzarp43 has reached 650 completed games. Bomber37 has reached 850 completed games, as well as Nutty Ray, who's also hit that same milestone. Jimbot UK is up to 1,100 completed games. And last but not least, we have Sniped by a Girl with 1,500 completed games. Congratulations, everyone. In streaks, Lucas1987 currently has 50 days. EL Sock with 100 days. Uh, Ahizo, oh, I should have said EL Sock is in the game. With 100 days. <laughs> there you go. Ahizo. That's 150 days. Uh, Johnny Delicious with 300 days. Scaravays with 550 <laughs> days. Uh, the Drunken Monkeys with 700 days. Ben L72 with 800 days. And Northern Lass with a smooth 1,000. Nice. In gamer score, we have Luke 17,000 has hit 250,000 gamer score. Lord Zell has hit 350 game 350,000 gamer score. Stega has hit 400,000 gamer score. Nice. Roronos has hit 600,000. EL Sock, it's in the game, has hit 650,000 gamer score. Bastion Reader, 750,000. Jzart, 43, 950,000, along with Dude, Dude with the Faith. Dude with the Face and High Road Vatu. Uh, Mike Pitch has hit 1.1 million gamer score, and Sniped by a Girl has hit 2.1 million gamer score. Wow. I remember just talking about her hitting the 2 million. Ah, in leaderboards. Bastion Readers, number two in the USA Completed Games leaderboard for Shoot 'em Ups. Nice. nice. Domain is now in the top five of the Washington Gamer Score leaderboard for Action. Um, Kitty, yes. <laughs> Kitty Skies is in the top 1,000 of the T leaderboard for Platformer. Uh, there's this crazy gamer tag, M-I-K-3-I-D-V, Mick, 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 the Mike, Thrivavid, Mike, Mike, Idvay, Mike, Id the Fifth, is now second in the completed <laughs> games leaderboard for uh, Battle Royale. Yeah, I need to know who that is. Come to the Discord. Scaravay, see? That's how you do it. And then you got to put your hands up like this. It's now in the top 100 of the achievements. One podcast. Oh, for Metroidvania. <laughs> and last but not least, Lucas1987 is number one in all of TA in the action genre, which is ridiculous. Wow. That's got a lot of games. Nice. In it, 
And uh, that's quite the accomplishment. Very nice. Good job, everybody. Good job, indeed. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. Um, I believe we will have some extra bits coming up after this. So be sure to listen to that. As always, you can catch us on all the different socials and whatnot. Most importantly, come join us in Discord, discord.io slash h101. If you enjoy the podcast, you'll enjoy the community that we have helped build. It is so much fun. It is a great great way to find some friends online, help get those annoying achievements that you need help with or whatever, or walkthroughs and whatnot. Or just shoot the breeze. We have all kinds of different random channels that you can talk about whatever yeah and if you really like what we're doing we have a patreon patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101 we greatly appreciate all our patrons oh if that thank you all for listening hold on and one more important thing yes one more important thing live show next week live show oh yes wow they went by quick yes yeah live show next week all right, so twitch.tv slash age101. Be sure to join us there. Everyone in chat, or not in chat, everyone that subs to us, you know, if you got that Amazon Prime, you can get that free sub. Every Anyone that subs Ooh, to us will be sandwich? entered into our ducky races. Not that kind of sub. Oh. We'll be entered into our ducky races to win a prize. And if you don't know what the ducky races are, Go on YouTube, check, find the VOD. You can see you can see what it's all about. They're a lot of fun. Everyone looks forward to it that comes out to them, to our live shows. But with that, as long as there's no more, no more, uh, one more thing. <laughs> Class is dismissed. See you all next week at the live show. Bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the 20th episode of One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List. A segment where we take a look at achievement list of a couple of games, one that reeks of a Subway sandwich, and one that smells like real food. What exactly <laughs> makes those lists good or bad? Well, that's what we will be discussing. This is One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List. I am Elroy OMJ. I am joined today by an individual who knows Kung Fu. He is Neo21. How's it going, man? Hey, Elroy, glad to be back on again, and uh, I'm excited to talk about more uh, interesting uh, achievement lists. Awesome. Well, I have an unfair advantage today in the sense that uh, this is the the reason we were joined, is that uh, you you felt so strongly about your choice today that you requested to do the segment. And, yes. And uh, so uh, I, I already know what your choice is, and I, I must say that <laughs> this is really weird, but... I owe you a thank you as far as this, this game is concerned. And I'll okay, why, why is that? Because the game that you chose is a beat-em-up, and it's one that's on my my list of games that I need to play uh, eventually. And I was convinced that that I had a copy of it. So I thought that I purchased it like about eight, you know, six months ago or something like that, and that it had just been sitting there and I just hadn't got around to it or whatever. I think I was planning on playing it last summer or whatever. But anyway, I could not find that game. I just could not find it. And hmm. 
So I started looking around the house, and it, it got frustrating. You know, when you're trying to find something, you can't find it. My oh, so house you have is, the disc copy. Yes, yes, the disc okay. copy. And I was just looking everywhere, underneath everything. So I'd look underneath something, and I'd be like, why is this here? And then I'd, like, put it up somewhere else. And then I'd look over here, and it wasn't there. And I was like, man, this place is a mess. And I'd clean that up. And so I, this process continued for a good hour. And then I just started... I was on a roll, so I just cleaned the house. And so my <laughs> wife wants to say thank you because I, I, I picked up some stuff that had been sitting there for a very long time. And alas, I did not find the game. And then I went, what a normal person would do is go back and look at their eBay purchases. And I found that I never actually bought it. So I was looking for something <laughs> I was looking for something that did not exist, but that I wouldn't have looked for had you not brought this game up. And so my wife says thank you, and uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad I could give you a reason to, <laughs> to clean up a little bit. There you go. <laughs> so anyhow, so I've, I've teased it enough. Why don't you just jump right in and tell us what this wonderful or not-so-wonderful game is. <laughs> so the game that I chose for my bad list, which, as you said, was the inspiration for me coming on and talking about uh, on this segment, is Azura's Wrath. A 360 game from, I think, 2012, so it's now like 11 years old. I dived it 2019, I think. Uh, I've used it for uh, some of the early achievements for a couple contests. But I finally got into actually playing through it in January because it was my BCM random game of the month. And it also played well into the, the January bonus, given that it is, you know, a little bit older of a game. So... For those of you who don't know, Azura's Wrath is basically a playable anime. And your character, uh, Azura or Asura is how they actually pronounce it in the game. Um, or at least in the English dub, I'm not sure. If, I never tried the Japanese one, so if you're a hardcore, you know, play every game that has Japanese and Japanese per- type of person, I didn't do that, so I apologize for that, but I'm not much of a weeb. <laughs> I've only seen a couple of animes. But your character mm-hmm. is kind of like a mix between the Hulk and DBZ characters. Uh, Because the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. And Mm -hmm. this game is, if if you were to look up over the top in the dictionary, it would probably have this game as the picture. Because it has some of the most (laughs) insane over-the-top cutscenes. And one thing that a lot of people don't like, and this game is chock full of them, is QTEs. Mm. So just to give you a little example, the first boss you fight in the game has has three phases. And the first phase, he's a little bit bigger than you. The second phase, he's probably about the size of a skyscraper. And then in this third phase, he's the size of planet Earth. So it gets ridiculous. That's, that's large. Yes, yes. And not all the bosses do that. Uh, most of the other bosses you fight are about your size. But at the very, very end of the game, there's bosses that put this guy's size to shame. So it's just mm-hmm. nuts. So... I don't have really, kind of like uh, in our last segment uh, on your bad list game, you said you didn't have a lot to say about the game itself being bad, just the achievement list is bad. Kind of a similar thing here. I don't have a lot of bad things to say about the game itself. It was entertaining. It's got ridiculous over-the-top action. It's got a pretty interesting story. But there are some achievements in this game that just nearly broke me. And... (laughs) Uh, so I'll, I'll get to that a little later. But as you said, uh-huh. it's a beat-em-up. It's also the the other genre it has is an on-rails game, which is pretty accurate. When I actually was playing through some of the game 
bits and pieces here and there uh, for contests, like 12 Days of Christmas and stuff, I probably played like the first seven or eight levels, and I'm like, all right, when do we actually get out of what I thought was the tutorial and we actually get to the actual game? But I came to realize that is the game. So how the game plays is you have uh, pretty small combat arenas where you're either fighting a boss or uh, a group of enemies, and you have to build up your rage meter. And hmm. once you fill it up, then you hit right trigger to activate burst mode. And then it typically goes into some cutscene with a bunch of QTEs, which progresses you to the next fight. And then rinse repeat. That's basically how the whole game goes. You have small little arenas where you fight, then you go into burst mode, have some crazy cutscene, and then you go into another small arena and fight, and so on. So that's how the game really plays. If you are playing this just to play through like the story and experience the game... It's, it's a perfectly fun game, but if you're going for the 100%, yikes. So, if you are a pro expert, top tier MLG expert at this game, and you're playing through it again from scratch, at minimum, it probably takes four and a half playthroughs. Yeah. And it took me probably six or seven, because of how many times I had to replay through certain levels. And... Mm-hmm. I'll get to why you have to do that in a little bit as well. But other than that boss fight I mentioned, there, I'm not going to get into any story spoilers because I do recommend you playing through it, at least for the story, because um, it is it is pretty entertaining and, like I said, ridiculous, over-the-top entertainment. I, I do have a, a confession on this. Uh, yeah. So all this, this whole time that we were going into this, I knew the name of the game. And for some reason, I had it built into my brain. And maybe I'm not alone on this, maybe. But for some reason, I read it as the character from Tekken. Um, and I, I was like, is this the same character? I thought this was a spinoff game of Tekken. Oh, and, no, I don't uh, think that, there's any connection to Tekken. There isn't. No, the guy's name, I had to look it up. because I was Are like, you thinking of Hitachi? On this? No, the guy's name's Akuma. And so, oh. uh, for some reason, I thought Akuma was Asura, and I thought that this was a spinoff game. So, if you're under that same, I don't know, maybe that's just very far fetched. But yeah, I just so to point that out <laughs> that there's no tie there, and it's a beat 'em up. You know, Tekken's a lot of them are you know beat 'em up. Yeah. Well, anyway. yeah, I'll get into that a little later because that ties into the DLC. But no. Um, oh, oh, there is a tie then. Yeah. So, well. Akuma, I don't. I'm not much into fighting games, um, as uh-huh. I'll get to later. But uh, I know uh, that Akuma is part of the Street Fighter franchise, which is a Capcom franchise, and this game was published by Capcom. I don't think Tekken has anything to do Tekken. with Capcom, but I don't no, really know much Bandai, about Tekken. Isn't it? I, I don't know Bandai. because Tekken is no, no. I'm like wondering, a, yeah. Because I know Tekken has at least been known as a PlayStation franchise, and I've never owned a PlayStation, so I don't really know a whole lot about Tekken. And I think Hitachi is the only character I could uh, even name from that franchise. Yeah, it's the same-ish character. So Akuma, yeah, uh, that's where I recognize him from with Street Fighter, but apparently he's like a big deal in Tekken, or maybe I'm just delusional here. But anyway, that's the character that I was thinking that this game centered around. Okay, no, there's no relationship to to akuma yeah he's in he's in both like he's in tekken and he's in street oh, is he? it's weird okay i did not know that <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it appears to be the same character but I, I don't know much about the lore of akuma so i couldn't tell you why but anyway that's what i 
in my brain was processing when I saw Azura's <laughs> wrath was Akuma's wrath because I thought the dude's name was Azura or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, and he's kind of angry looking like he normally is depicted. So uh, I don't yeah. know. I just, my brain went they there. Do, so they both do look very angry and they, yeah, they, they, they have anger issues. But, uh, but anyway, I'm sorry to, I, I just wanted to point that out in case anybody else was under that impression and was <laughs> picturing that because when you started talking about the game, I was like trying to figure out how that tied to, you know, the the pre whatever so it anyway I'm with you now okay okay I'm sorry so last thing I want to say before I get into the achievements is I did finally complete the game on January 31st my time but because mm. it was already February and East Coast time because <laughs> I'm in California oh, man. I missed the January cutoff by like an hour so all of my <laughs> problems with this game were for not because they don't even count for BCM salt for January. So wow. I'm a little salty about that Iron Fist. A little salty. So wow, that's they couldn't uh, grandfather you in on that. That's nah. uh, that's something there, man. He, he's pretty strict about things like that, which I knew going go. I knew as soon as I because uh, midnight over there is three uh, is nine p.m. my time, and it was like ten yeah. fifteen when I finished it. And I'm like, I'm gonna submit it to him and see if see if he uh, accepts it. But he's like, nope, it was past <laughs> the cutoff. I was like, no. <laughs> well, in fairness, you had three extra hours on the front end. See. Yeah, Let's like see. midnight to 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's not like I saved this this game for last minute. I started playing it on January 12th, and I, mm-hmm. I played it almost every day except for a short couple of, uh, like a day or two, when I was completed a couple of quick games that were leaving Game Pass, like uh, Telling Lies. So I spent mm-hmm. pretty much all of January playing this game, so it's not like I left it for last minute. So that, that, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> So, all right. So to get into the achievements, um, there are 45 achievements in the base game. There are a couple DLCs, which uh, got a, oh my goodness, got a lot to say about those. Um, I was yeah, I was going to ask you how those work. So because I, I I am thinking about playing this. So yeah. yes. So I bought the game and all the DLC digitally when it was on sale. I I don't remember when or how long oh it was, but I don't think I paid more than probably like seven or eight bucks for the whole thing, uh, which. Mm. I definitely recommend waiting because it's an older game, so you should be able to get it on on sale for pretty cheap if you do are interested in the game. But yeah, there are the lowest the lowest price was three ninety nine. So that's probably when I bought it. And I remember when the game first came out, my roommate had it and he was telling me about it, but I didn't actually get around to playing it until you know eleven years later. So, (laughs) but so how the game uh, the story works is there are. Uh, there's part one, two, and three, and each part has probably about five or six episodes in it. And parts one, two, and three combined uh, is 19 episodes. However, the very last level, 18, you have to play it twice. And uh, the only difference between the levels are exactly the same. The only difference is the the cutscene that plays at the end. So that was kind of annoying that in order to get some of these achievements for beating the game under certain conditions, you had to play that last level both versions of it. So, mm. fortunately, when you are going back and playing through it again and again and again, <laughs> you can skip through most of the cutscenes, unless, of course, they have a QTE in them. You can't skip those. Um, but when you're skipping through the levels after you've already played through the story and you know what's going on, the levels are relatively short. Most of them you can beat between 5 and 10 minutes. So, the levels don't typically take a lot of time, but you do have to play some of them 
multiple times. Uh, I think there's nine achievements for just playing through the story. And then there's 13 achievements for cumulative things that you'll just get over time. Like, do 100 of this type of attack. Do 150 of this type of attack. How many times you got to play through the game, you'll get those no problem. Where mm-hmm. you really start to run into problems is, is not just the difficulty achievements. Because... What everybody loves to hear is when difficulty achievements do not stack, right? Everyone loves hearing that. Yeah, that's that's always good times. Yeah, so there's achievements for beating it. Uh, fortunately, there's no achievement for beating it on easy. There's achievements for beating it on normal under certain conditions and for beating it on hard under certain conditions. But you do have to play through, and that's one of the reasons why you have to play through the game multiple times is because you got to play through it to get the normal achievements and the hard achievements separately. And in order to do that... Mm. Another thing that everybody loves, this was actually just mentioned uh, by someone else on a different game uh, on the podcast recently, is S-Ranks. Yay, S-Ranks. And you have to get, not only are there achievements for beating the game on normal and hard on all the difficulties, there's achievements for beating the game uh, and getting all A-Ranks on normal, on hard, and for getting all S-Ranks on normal and hard. Fortunately, the ranks do stack, just not the difficulty. So if you get S rank on all the levels on normal, you also get the A rank achievement. And same thing for hard. So at least there's that. <laughs> That's a very small consolation. <laughs> yeah. So and those, at least there is that. <laughs> yeah, very small yeah. consolation. So there are three things that make up your score at the end of each, uh, each level on how you get that S rank. One is time, which obviously the faster you do it, the better. So that is rarely the issue. The issue that makes the S ranks somewhat difficult is the second category, which is battle points, which is pretty obscure. And I didn't even realize until like I was almost done with the game. At the end of the level, you can hit, I think it's Y, and it'll give you a breakdown of everything explaining how your battle points were scored, which I didn't know until I was almost done with the game. It has to do with <laughs> different attacks. Uh, and the stronger attacks they are because you can't do them as often. They have cooldowns and stuff. The the more of those uh, more powerful attacks are worth more points. So the more you can do those attacks, the more points you'll get. And that is the hardest part of getting the S ranks because there's something that you get later in the game that makes S ranks, even on hard, not terribly difficult. But getting those uh, S ranks in battle points can be tr- very tricky, especially since you're killing stuff very fast and that's why you have trouble with battle points is because you don't have enough enemies to get some of those point values you need and then the third category that determines your rank is the synchronic rate so how the qtes in this game play out is that it's not like like old tomb raider games where if you miss a button your character slips and falls and dies then you got to do the qte over again QTEs in this Mm -hmm. game work, you could put your controller down and the QTE is going to play out exactly the same. But if you're not actually pressing the button during the QTE, your synchronic rate is going to go down. So you want to get those QTE presses as close as the perfect timing as possible to make sure you get a good rank in that category at the end of the level. That doesn't sound pleasant either. Fortunately, the QTEs aren't for the most part, very difficult, but there are some levels that have very few of them, so you got to be spot on if you want to get a high enough uh, rank in the QTE department. So, and how those S ranks work is that each one of those things you can get between like a B rank, A rank, or S rank, or actually, no, it, you can go all the way down to D. D, C, B, A, and S. 
Um, mm -hmm. And in order to get an S rank for the level overall, you have to get at least two of those have to be an S rank, and the third one has to be an A rank. So at least you don't have to get S ranks across all three categories. You just have to get two S's and an A. But if you get two S's and a B, your overall episode rank is only going to be an A. So you don't you won't have the S rank. You have to play it over again. That's one of the reasons why you got to play through so many of these levels multiple times until you get that S rank. So that's, if you add all those re level replays over again, that's basically why I had to play through the game, you know, six or seven times cumulatively. Not a lot of fun there. How long is uh, each stage typically last? Most of them uh, is between like five and 10 minutes if you're skipping as many cutscenes as possible. So fortunately, you know, they're not terribly long. It's just okay, you got to so play through some of them a lot of times to get the, the scores unique. Some of them are trickier gotcha. than others. Okay. If the stages were longer, that would be very, very frustrating. But at least it's short stages so that you can quick restart and, yeah, hopefully yeah. get a little better. Yeah, the only yeah. level that is pretty long is the last one in the first DLC. Even when you're skipping cutscenes, that level still takes about 20 minutes. So if you don't... And I think I had to play that one probably four or five times to get the S rank that I needed. Um, but mm -hmm. all the rest of them are, are much shorter than that. So, those S ranks are one of the reasons why this list is not good. The mm -hmm. Another reason why this list is not good is because of the battle gauges. So, that's basically the bar at the top of the screen that shows you your health and your rage meter. Mm -hmm. um, and there are nine in the game, but there's achievements tied to only like three of them. So when you're going through the game, you'll unlock uh, all of them pretty much just through playing the game. But mm -hmm. the two that you really have to kind of go out of your way to get is the, the first one is the blind gauge. And what that does is that actually removes the gauge from your screen. So you can't actually see how much health you have or when you're ready. To, well, I can't say it doesn't show you when you're ready to go into burst mode once you've filled up your rage meter because it flashes a big RT in the middle of the screen, so you can't miss that. So the easiest thing is just playing on easy. Um, so that isn't terribly difficult, but yet that's another reason why you have to play through the whole game again. you got to play every single level with that blind gauge equipped. Once you beat the game with the blind gauge, it unlocks the um, the mortal gauge. you got to play through the entire game with the mortal gauge equipped. And the mortal gauge it was probably the hardest part of the game because, again, you'll probably want to play through on easy because the description for the mortal gauge is that it says it shortens your health bar. When you're actually looking at the bar, it's not really that much shorter than the bar is normally. So you're like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. In reality, what it does is it makes you take probably 50 to 60% more damage. So even on easy... Some of the fights are very difficult, and you got to play them over and over and over again, and it's very frustrating. Some of these bosses can kill you in one or two hits, even on easy. So that was also not much fun. But probably the best saving grace is that once you beat the game with the Mortal Gauge, it unlocks the Obliterator Gauge, and that's what makes getting the S ranks, even on hard, pretty easy because it basically makes you invincible and you have unlimited heavy and special attacks because you have infinite of that gauge. So hmm. that's really the saving grace because that helps make those way easier. And how do, you, how do you get that one? That's for beating the game with that mortal gauge. That makes you take more damage. Oh, okay. Once you beat the game, gotcha. it unlocks the obliterator gauge. And then you have to beat the game. Well, you don't have to beat the game with the uh, obliterator gauge equipped, but it makes getting the rest of your X, S ranks far easier. But like I said, some of them are still difficult because you got to get enough 
battle points in order to get that S rank. Right. So if you were playing this game from scratch, like, would you recommend trying to get unlock that, like, make that the first priority is to unlock that gauge and then move forward from there? Or how would you suggest? Well, I follow, there's a walkthrough for the game and I followed it and I can't imagine (laughs) that the walkthrough could have been any better for the shortest way to get through the game. Because in order to get that obliterator gauge, you have to beat the game with the, the mortal gauge, which in order to get that one, you have to beat the game with the blind gauge. And in order to get the blind gauge, you have to get S rank on, I think it's either five or 10 different levels. So uh, I, I think I want to say it's 10. So if you were starting from scratch, what you probably want to do is play through on easy and get those five or 10 S ranks, unlock that first gauge, start the game over again, play through with the blind gauge. Then once you complete it, play through with the mortal gauge, the unlock the obliterator gauge and then switch to that one and then you go through the game on hard because you don't have to unlock hard so that'd probably be the best way to do it but you're still playing through the game that like i said like four and a half times hmm. that's just the base game <laughs> yeah well i mean we haven't even got to my favorite part of it here oh what's that uh, well uh i mean i couldn't I, when you said that this is gonna be a bad list I thought for sure you were going to, to rail away on the enlightenment uh, achievement. Uh, I, I figured that was a, a good five minutes on that. Um, um, remind, refresh my memory on what the enlight. Oh, that's the one I was going to talk about next. Before oh, I move. okay. Go. All right. I won't steal your thunder then. Go for it. So the last thing I was going to mention in the base game before we move on to the, the uh, DLC is, as Elroy just mentioned, the enlightenment achievement, which... Uh, I do. I don't know how many other people call it this, but it is the Platinum Achievement, which is the achievement for unlocking all the other achievements, which are (laughs) one of my pet peeves. Because why make an achievement for that when you could just have it for something else to encourage people to do something interesting in your game? I hate Platinum Achievements. But fortunately, this one's not bugged like a lot of the other ones are. It unlocked no problem. Well, before you reveal the the greatest part about it, let me say that with those type of achievements, at least the saving grace of them is if you were like preloading the game, it's usually worth a lot of, you know, TA or TAD uh, to uh, towards your your point total and and that's the whole point of, you know, getting those uh, is that uh, you get that nice little bonus there. So uh, that's that usually makes them a little less uh, in your face. But uh, yeah, this one's got a four and a half, almost a four and a half ratio. Wow, but as that's a your, lot of points. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, <laughs> as you're alluding to, it's a zero points achievement. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Yeah. So that platinum achievement is worth zero <laughs> points. Is there any, can you think of any other game that has something like that where the, the I don't the, know any off the top the, of my the head. The crown the crowning achievement for unlocking everything is worth absolutely nothing. Nothing. I bet I, you there's I, probably some out there, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Man, that I saw that and I was like, wow, that's rough, man. That's uh that's something that <laughs> It's so bad. Yeah, another reason why this achievement list is terrible. You got a platinum achievement, and it's worth zero gamer score. Zero gamer score. That is worth absolutely nothing. Crazy. So onto the DLC. This is, like I said, I think this game came out in 2012 when publishers and developers were trying to wring every little bit of you know nickel and dime you as much as possible and wring your wallets out to dry. Mm-hmm. What they decided to do 
is they cut off the real ending of the game and sold it back <laughs> to you as DLC as part four to find out what actually happened at the end of the game. Just another thing that makes us love our beloved publishers and developers, right? That, that's that's something. Um, but is, is this included in that wonderful enlightenment? Do you have to get the DLC to get the enlightenment? Uh, no, so that achievement. enlightenment achievement is just for all the achievements in the base game. You don't have to get That would the... even be a... Oh, yeah, if you had to get all the DLC achievements in order for it to count it as well. Oh, that would be terrible. Yeah, that, that would be rough. The, uh, so there's three DLCs. One is a story DLC, um, which is mm-hmm. this one. It's part four. I think there's five levels in part four, and each one has an achievement just for completing it. So you just play through it, and you get the achievements. No issue with those other than the fact that you mm-hmm. have to pay for the DLC. The, uh, the last achievement in this DLC is for getting S ranks on all those levels on hard, which mm-hmm. these levels were actually not that difficult. And by now, you should have the, the obliterator gauge that I mentioned. So getting those S ranks is not difficult. Most of the, I think, out of the five levels, I think I got S ranks on three of them on my first try. So I didn't even have to go back and play them again. And then one, I think I got it on the second try. And then the very last level where you fight the actual final boss of the game that I was mentioning is like 20 minutes long, even when you are skipping cutscenes. That one was uh, tricky because of the battle points. I had to play that one probably four or five times. But the, that DLC, not too bad. The real issue comes with the final two DLCs, which are one <laughs> achievement each. And they're yeah, a odd. complete... They have nothing to do with the story. It's like an Elseworlds what-if sort of thing. Mm. And the biggest issue I had with these two DLCs is they changed the entire genre of the game. Mm. As I was saying earlier how I'm not really into fighting games. I play a lot of different genres, as do most of us in this uh, community. But fighting games is not one that I really play any of because I suck at them, with the exception of what I call baby's first fighter, Smash Bros. (laughs) I love Smash Bros. But but Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, I've never really gotten into any of them because I'm terrible. These DLCs go from the on-rails beat-em-up into a fighting game, which I suck at. Mm. And so the first DLC brings in uh, one other Capcom Street Fighter character, Ryu. And how these two DLCs work is they're uh, split up into two sections. The first half is the 2D fighting game where it's your character Asura versus Ryu. And then once you beat him, the second half goes into the traditional genre of this game where you're in a 3D arena and you're fighting each other just like you do all the other bosses in the game. Once you complete that section, then it unlocks mission mode. And like I said, this goes for both these DLCs. And in order to get that one achievement for each of these DLCs, you have to complete all the missions that it unlocks, which is only like five of them. But for someone who sucks at fighting games, they're pretty difficult, uh, some of them. Like, one of them is get a KO in under 40 seconds or less. That one took a lot of tries because the time limit is so short. And some of the special moves that your opponent can pull off and you really can't dodge or counter them in any way, you just have to let it play out, can take like 15 or 20 seconds off the timer. (laughs) And then the worst, most egregious part of this is getting a perfect KO, which means they have full bar health, and you have to beat them without taking any damage yourself. And it's not Mm -hmm. like you have a full bar of health, so you can fight them and, you know, get more used to their combat. You have no bar of health, so as soon as you take (laughs) one hit of damage, you die, and you have to start over again. And the 
amount of time in between the fights, uh, the animation is really slow. It takes literally like 30 seconds before you can fight again. When these fights, sometimes they'll throw a Hadouken the second the fight starts and you instantly die before you even have a chance to do anything. <laughs> the timer starts at 99 and it's still at 99. You're already dead. And then you got to wait another 30 seconds to try again. That took hours. And then you have to go through that exact same thing again versus... Akuma, who you mentioned earlier, the second DLC, Akuma shows up, and you do the exact same thing. You have to fight him in a fighting game, then you fight him in a 3D environment, then you unlock mission mode, and you have to go through almost the exact same missions. The only saving grace is that Ryu is way faster than Akuma, so Akuma was actually a little bit easier because he does more powerful attacks, but they are stronger. So he doesn't actually throw as many attacks for the uh, perfect KO, where you have to kill him without taking any damage. What, but that still, as someone who sucks at fighting games, took hours. When you say hours, I mean, it, it does say it's a one to two hour completion. So. It does say that each of these DLCs is one to two hours completion. <laughs> but they probably took me probably three hours each, at least. But at least you got that 15 gamer score, though. Yeah, and they're only worth 15 gamer score. The reason <laughs> that I actually went into Discord and want to talk about this is something I just I can't believe I forgot about it because it gives me PTSD just thinking about it. At the yeah. end of the first episode, uh, that first DLC, in order to complete that mission, it goes into this crazy like 100-button QTE where you're just mashing the heck out of your controller. And even if you have full health, if you fail it, you lose, and you got to go through the whole fight again. Mm-hmm. I probably did this QTE, this fight and the QTE probably 50 or 60 times. No joke. And I was looking all over. I asked in three different discords, hey, is anyone else having this problem? I couldn't find anyone on the internet who was having this problem where this QTE couldn't be completed. I swear the game was trolling me because it was literally impossible. I, this is at the point when I have two achievements left, I almost gave up on the game. On the next day, on January 31st, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a couple more tries, and if I still can't do this QTE, I'm, I'm done with this game. Tried it a couple more times, still failed, and I was like, and, uh, and as, a, you know, as a terrible person at fighting games, when I first started the DLC, I dropped it to easy. I was like, what the heck, I'll turn it up to normal. I turned it to normal and beat, beat the QTE on the first try. How does that make any sense? <laughs> so I was pissed and happy at the same time after all this like the hours fighting Ryu and going through this crazy QTE, I put it, bumped it up to normal and then finally passed it. And then I was able to get working on the missions. So that's where I was super salty about this game and came to discord, wanted to talk about it. The last mission you have to do for Akuma. Fortunately, I was able to do it on my first try, but it was by a hair's breath. I almost had to do it again. You have to beat him 10 fights in a row, but each Mm -hmm. time uh, you don't get your health back at the end of each round you only get like 15 to 20% of your health back. So you have to do really good if you want to keep your health up, which I was actually able to do. But on the last wave, I started with like 80% of my health. He pulled off some crazy move that took like 70% of my health, and I was able to beat him with literally like no health left. So I finally cleared the game and got 100%, but just didn't count for January. So that was the last achievement? That was the last achievement. And I finally so you got your 15 game score. Got my 15. I mean, they at least could have they at least could have thrown a cumulative, you know, another zero pointer in there for you to to get for finishing all the, 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 the <laughs> another DLC, zero pointer. You know, you know, they didn't want to disrupt the the total of 1,195 gamer score for the game. So you know, they they didn't want to make it like a weird number or anything. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's they want to keep that nice round 1,195. 
<laughs> well, that was that was a very uh, thorough take uh, of Asura's Wrath. So I see that uh, you, it was true to form, and, and now it's Neo's Wrath uh, about the uh, <laughs> yes, about the Neo's games. Wrath. Yes. Uh, good luck to you also, Hawkeye Barry. He reached out to me and said that he just dived it recently, so I know he's planning on playing it. You'll have to tell me if you had as much trouble with it as I did. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you secretly uh, enjoy having the uh, to be able to commiserate on it. I, at some point, I'm going to start it as well, and I'm sure I'll get back with you and be like, yeah, you were spot on. This game can go to hell. <laughs> I can't wait to so. hear from anyone else who <laughs> plays this now that I've gone through this. Shall we uh, rinse that out? Palette cleanser. What have you got for us? Well, I don't have any wrath here, but uh, I do have a game that's uh, pretty super, and uh, it is it is pretty hot. Yeah, I got a super hot game for you. Oh, and uh, that game looks interesting, but I've not played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's developed by uh, Super Hot Team. Imagine that it's twenty twenty five hour completion. Uh, there's a stack. 5,700 TA on Xbone, just shy of 8,000 on Windows, and there is a VR game for it. It's uh, 8,200, but... I've heard that's very good. It's a slightly different game, actually, and uh, i get into that in a second, so yeah. So I was a little late to the super hot party. Um, I didn't really get into it until, you know, about a month ago or so. It, it's, a, it's a hell of a preload. That's why what brought me into it. But I, I knew it existed and, I, and, and everything, but I just never really got into it. And, man, I really enjoyed this game. It, it, is, it's, it's, uh, it lives up to the rating that it has on TA. I mean, it's, 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 it's highly, you know, it's about a four, four star game. And I think that that's, that's pretty spot on. It's a, it's a really good game, but it's a, if you're not sure what it is, it's kind of like a VR world where time moves if you move. So, um, kind of that concept. So yeah, you're just killing a bunch of red dudes. Uh, there's 28 ish levels, uh, give or take a couple, and each one takes about a minute, so it's not a big time investment. You're going to die a lot, uh, especially if you're not any good at it. And some stages are more challenging than others. So the easier stages, you can probably finish those like 20 seconds. The harder stages, you know, about a minute, yeah, something like that. But uh, you get better at it each time, and you have to go through each of the stages a lot. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll get into how that works, but... So it's a quick game. If you're good at it, you can work through the entire story campaign, if you will, pretty quick. Uh, probably, I don't know. I didn't really track the time on it, but a couple hours max. But especially if you've played it before and you're just playing it on the stack or what have you, or if you're just good at this type of game. But uh, but even if you're good at it, the challenges is where they really see what you're made out of. So okay. those are there are about ten different modes. Those only unlock once you've beaten the game. So you've proved that you can beat the game. Now they're like, okay, let's see what you're really made of. Well, and that's where so, the release gets going. Yeah, and so it unlocks these endless, or these, well, it unlocks a couple things. There's these things called endless modes where you just kill as many people as possible. Uh, there's only one achievement tied to that, which is uh, for unlocking all the different arenas. There's nothing, and, oh, actually there's two. There's one for killing X amount of, dudes i think it was 1987 which had to do with some of the game's lore but yeah those are unlocked and then the different modes are unlocked so for example one of the modes is katana mode which you know you're literally bringing a a knife into a gunfight so you're you just have a katana and you're you're fighting a bunch of dudes with guns and it sounds terrible but that's actually one of the easiest ones 
Uh, so then uh, once you finish that or a couple of stages in, it unlocks the next one. And the next one's like uh, basically bare hands mode. So now you don't even get to bring a knife to the gunfight. You actually have to just use your fists. And you're like, ah, uh, this is not easy. And it isn't. It is. That's one of the tougher ones. I haven't even gotten all the way through that one yet. I'm about halfway in. And I'm just like, man, this this is this one's rough. Uh, because you have to get like right next to them. And, and you can't throw anything at them. And you can't, uh, like, it's literally, it's just, it's just using your hands. So that one's tough. You have to really use the mechanics of the game against it. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then there's beat the stage quickly. So, you know, if let's say a stage takes 20 seconds. Well, let's say you do it in 15. You know, it's like, oh, so you barely get through that one. Then it's like, okay, now beat the stage even quicker. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there's there's a couple of timed modes. Um, I've got the first time mode preloaded where I just have to beat one and it's, it's good to go. But the second one where you have to do it even quicker... I don't know. It's weird because, like, on the uh, the list, they are pretty much the same like ratio. Like, I, if you can do one, you're supposed to be able to do the other. But man, I'm just having all kinds of trouble with the second one. I don't know. I need to do a little more research on it or something. I'm not really sure what's going on there. But anyway, but that's uh, those are some of the tougher ones. And then the the last one is beat all the stages without dying. So you have to go through all 20-something wow. stages. And in a game where it's designed to kill you, that's not easy. There's a couple of stages where, like, for example, the elevator stage is one of the more challenging ones where you start in an elevator with three dudes with guns pointed at you, and you have to kind of, you know, maneuver behind one, have them shoot him, and then kind of punch the other one while dodging. The, it's it's For me, it's very much not a hundred percent thing or even a high ratio thing but uh yeah you have to get good at all those and then unfortunately that one's like halfway through the game so let's say you get halfway through the game you get into the elevator that's a terrible place to get over your learning curve for it because then you would have to start all the way over so anyway so there's a couple of modes that are very challenging if you looking at the sheet you can probably see what this unlocks which is the hercules achievement which is for finishing, uh, what do they describe it? Proving your skill and killing red dudes in weird ways. And yeah. for example, on the X-Bone, it's worth a uh, 10 ratio. So, uh, and it's worth 200 gamer score. So you can do the math. It's uh, a nice little preload. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the ultimate. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then the timed ones are the stand red E and the get red E. Uh, I'll talk more about those in a second. But on the surface, if you're just playing this game, it just looks like you're just killing dudes in a simulator. And I did want to point out that this game is the reason I enjoyed it so much. I mean, that's that's fine if that's all the game is. You know, there's several games like that where you're just killing dudes in a simulator or whatever. But uh, this game is a lot deeper than that. So to to just describe the game as that is actually a disservice to the game. It's, uh, I feel like I keep pointing out all these videos to go watch. I don't want to spoil it, uh, the, the thing on it, but it's like, uh, there's a lot going on in this game and it's actually, as someone that's uh conspiratory in nature and, and is very distrustful of the government, this game really <laughs> spoke to me because that's kind of what's going on in this game. It's like, uh, uh like, uh, there's a lot of, it's very subtle and, as you know, like the the people that are in on it wouldn't allow you to publish this type of game unless the game was really subtle, like this one is. So it's kind of a lot going on, and so I kind of stumbled into it when I was trying to find something on the game. 
But again, it's another one of those kind of like the the Matrix with the video theory. This one's called Game Theory. So this guy that just dissects the games. And so he talks about the super hot game theory and he helped piece it together because you see it and, you, and you're like, there's a lot going on here and you can't quite. But uh, it's like very deep. So uh, if you've played the game, you will enjoy that video. If you've never played the game, it's not going to mean much to you because you won't understand like all the what he's talking about with the different scenes and the different things and but like for just an example at the end of the game once you do the thing that finishes the game then it rolls credits and everything and then there's like a whole thing where basically it's it i I don't it's it's really cool what how they they play it out where the game continues itself like in infinitum where you're part of the game now okay and then and again, I'm trying to be very broad, so yeah, not to no run it for you. Right, this one, uh, this one, I actually respect this game, so I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts. So if I didn't care anything about the game, I just let it, like, you know, let it fly, you know. But right. uh, not, not this game. I like this game, so I'm going to respect this game. And uh, this one, uh, but in the end, it it runs like a. Uh, like a end user license agreement type thing, like a bunch of text on the screen. And you just don't think anything of it. You just think that's just part of the the game. What? And so the guy in this, this video takes that and slowed it down and actually read it. And it's like Easter eggs in there. And it's talking about kind of the, the game and how the it, it ties to the game. And it's really fascinating. And it sends you down another rabbit hole. And there's just like rabbit holes galore on this game. And it's very deep. So just to say that this game is just about killing red dudes is couldn't be further from the truth. Very this disingenuous. Game is, yes, this game is super deep. I think it deserves five stars. It's very cutting edge and very... Uh, it's It's really unique if you if you don't think it is then you probably didn't get it you probably didn't understand what was going on but anyway um, if you didn't get it you're so there dumb. you go <laughs> yeah if you don't get it go watch that video and you'll see what all you missed and you'll be like oh you know whatever so you know i broke this game up across several sessions and i still got it but well, hey whatever so let's talk about team i don't want to talk about how hipster this game is or whatever <laughs> this this game this game let's talk about the team so this game, the achievements are good. It has a good th- collection of things to do. I would have changed a couple things, but I, it still falls in the category of I like the achievement list. Uh, it kind of has the same thing going as the last time we talked, which was uh, kind of like with the the just die already, where they grouped a bunch of stuff into one thing. Uh, there's a little bit of that in this, but it's not as bad as the other ones, and the other achievements kind of make up for it. So there's a good variety in this game. So there's not just there's, you know, your level-based achievements, and there's some challenge-based achievements, which I'll get into. But there's some also a good variety, kind of like what you talked about, where there's an achievement, for example, for cutting a bullet in half with a katana. I mean, that's just something like, you know, what would you... Yeah, why not? And then uh, there's one that's one of my favorites on the list, which is the achievement called It's-a Me, a Mario. I saw and, that one. Yeah, yeah, you get that for jumping on a dude's head to kill him. So, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know, that's that's what it is. And there's not a whole lot of chance to do that. There's one stage called the balcony, which basically is the one that you're going to do that on. But still, rather than just say complete the stage balcony, which you don't even have to jump on him, but it specifically had fun with that achievement. And, that, and you'll see that on this list is that they actually had some fun in naming them and got away from the, the normal naming conventions, such as the... Story-based achievements aren't just called something like level one complete, level two complete, things like that. 
the level-based achievements are even tied to the game and all the stuff going on in the game. So, for example, the level-based achievements are called stuff like We Can See You, which if you play the game, you understand what's going on there. That's actually ties directly into the game. Another one is called We Told You to Leave. And so that deals directly with the plot of the game that's going on with you as a person playing the game, not necessarily the character in the game. So it's kind of a lot going on there, like I said. So would you say it's fourth wall breaking? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a little element of that. The whole okay. game is kind of does that. But yeah, those achievements tie directly to that and that you kept coming back to play the game after they're, they're threatening you and all this and stuff. So um, so that's kind of that, that's kind of neat that they... they made that where it's part of it. So, And then the cumulative ones, I like this a lot, which is where there's a series of achievements that tie to one another. So, for example, there's a couple of cumulative ones for like killing 50 people with a shotgun, killing 50 people with a, with a katana, fi- killing 100 people with a katana, stuff like that. So where you have to kill people with a certain weapon a, a certain amount of times. Okay, so rather than just saying... You know, sharp blade, kill 50 people with a katana or whatever, you know, naming the achievement or something. They actually just put a single word. I was just going to ask you about those achievements that are very, very generic names. Very, yeah. They're, that, well, they tie to each other. So if you okay. actually read them in order, the name of the achievements would read just killing red dudes or red dudes with katana. That's five different oh, achievements. Just, okay. just, and then killing, then red, then dudes. Then with Katana. And then if you read the description of those achievements, it says, you've been a good boy. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. And so that actually, again, how hipster of them, that ties into the game because the machine that you're interacting with keeps calling you a dog and it keeps saying things like, you know, you know, be a good boy. And, oh, he's trying to speak and all this. Like they, they treat you like dirt the whole game. So it's funny that the achievements, you know, keep that atmosphere going. So it's, you know, degrading you even in, the, in even in the achievements. So you're getting an achievement while at the same time the game is insulting you. <laughs> so this AI or whatever that's insulting you sounds very much like GLaDOS and Portal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like that. So uh yeah, it's, I I was thinking of that when you were talking about that. So but yeah, so it's neat that the achievements are progressive in that sense that you have five different titles for achievements that make a sentence, if you will, and then the descriptions for each of those in the same order make a, another sentence. So I'm I'm not sure of other achievements that do that, but I'm I've sure it's been done before. in other places. Yeah, it's kind of a neat little thing they did there. And uh, I liked it. I liked it. And then I have to say that the Hercules achievement has some nice achievement art, but then again, I like flexing, so that's uh, that's that. But anyway, uh, the achievement art's not terrible. It uh, is kind of thematic with the game. Uh, not as cool as the the last offering. They're a little blurry for my taste. If they had just gone with a less blurred look, it would have been much more enhanced. But yeah, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. What can you do with that? But anyway, my one drawback on the achievements for this game is that I would have preferred there being an achievement for finishing each of the challenges. Like for example, the katana only challenge. I have an achievement for that. The uh, bare knuckle or the bare handed one. I have an achievement for that. Rather than just lumping them all into the Hercules achievement. 
but you know, I, I do appreciate all the other stuff that they did. So it's not a total wash. And they did separate out the time ones, which is the uh, stand ready and the get ready, which I thought was kind of cool that, you know, not R-E-A-D-Y, but R-E-D-Y, which right. is, a, you know, ties to the red guys that you're killing throughout the entire game. So, and then also I might add, if you're going for that achievement for the Hercules one, uh, my understanding is that even if you can't get the red times, which is like the super fast times on the second timed one, you can still get the achievement. You just have to complete the level, not necessarily get what is called the red times. The red times is what triggers each of the stand ready and the get ready achievements, but you can still complete them without getting the red time. Okay. Yeah, so without getting the red time, you can still get the Hercules. So you can get the Hercules achievements without getting stand ready and get ready. And then lastly, it's trackable. So I love my trackable achievements. So Those are always so all great. of them are trackable. And it's nice that they track across something like that with all the different, since they lumped a lot into that, uh, the Hercules ones even it is trackable because it just goes up very slowly because there's a lot of challenge modes. So, uh, gotcha. But yeah, so in all, if you haven't started this game, I would recommend it just for the game itself, not necessarily for the achievements. It, I mean, I think it's kind of the full package. It's an amazing game. And then also the achievements are, are enjoyable, but uh, it's got trackable achievements. Uh, it's the, the achievement names are thought out. It has you explore the game. I mean, the Hercules achievement, you're, you're going to do everything possible in the game to get that one. So it does cover everything that the game offers. And uh, all in all, even though the challenges are testing my first-person shooter abilities uh, a little more than I had hoped, uh, I don't mind the software because the mind is software. Uh, that's, a, that's a quote from the game. Okay. Software. It keeps telling you that. So I don't mind the software. <laughs> so there you go. That's my take on Super Hot. Oh, and then also, just one of the best things is like every time you beat a stage, it's, it just sits there and quote, you know, and you just go, Super Hot. Super Hot. And it just keeps replaying what you did. And it just keeps saying super hot. And so if you are if you play in a room with somebody in it, say, hypothetically, your wife, it's it's kind of fun just to let it play until and see how long it takes them to notice that the, the TV is saying <laughs> the same thing over and over. You know, and then you, <laughs> you just laugh as soon as they say so. You just let it keep going. But anyway, it make a hell of a ringtone too, man. Or a text a message. text tone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just have, it, have your phone go super hot. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's all I I got on Super Hot. <laughs> one having not actually played this, but looking at it, the one thing that I yeah. would probably say is uh, a little on the negative side is it seems to be very, very, very heavy backloaded. Uh yeah. Well, if you're playing it for preloads, that's a, that's a good thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that could be a good thing. But uh, no, you'll get most of it. Like uh, I've I'll, all I've done is worked my way through the game and done. You know, I'm working on the challenges now, and I've unlocked 18 out of the 25 challenges. I mean, the TA is, but but the achievements themselves, you'll get the first. You'll get about 18 of them out of. So 25. I guess I should just clarify. I meant on the gamer score values because you've got yeah for sure like 70 percent of the achievements, but only like 30 percent of the gamer score. <laughs> yeah, well they. Again, the the challenges is what makes this this game pop. Like the the story mode itself is just a nice little you know, walk through the park. But when you get to the challenges, that's the the thing. And and, and you can actually uh, unlock a couple of them. Uh, I just have chose not to because oh okay you know, saving I'm saving them. them but uh, rainy day. Yeah, well, for example, the jumped a lot to find hidden terminals. That's in the story mode. You once you beat the story mode. 
Well, actually, I think you can access them as, as you go through it. But every stage has a hidden terminal on there. And it's entirely possible you can go through the entire game without seeing a single one of them. Because they're they're hidden. Like, you can walk through a wall or you, you have to jump on something to jump on something to get up above the level. But uh, each one of the, the stages has a, a hidden terminal, which is kind of cool. And unlocking them all will get you a nice little payday on that so that reminds me of the game swapper (laughs) where you could play the entire game not get a single achievement because they're all tied to the terminals that are super well hidden yeah yeah i remember that one (laughs) that's the one i was confused with a different game but i can't even think of what the other name was called fall or something like that oh i can't remember man i've slept a few times since then (laughs) yeah so Anyway, but uh, yeah, so that I would recommend you uh, give it a try, and I'd recommend anybody give it a try, but uh, that's about all I got, so all I guess... Right. Uh, Good stuff. I guess we'll just wrap it there, so if you have some thoughts on it, uh, let us know in the Discord, and uh, other than that, y'all have a great day, and thanks for listening. As the last time, it was great being here, and uh, look forward to doing this again sometime, maybe. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining me. Take care, everybody. All right. Bye.